Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And this one with Madison Hewitt is a certified banger. Uh, it is kind of in line with this new... Um, I don't know if it's new, but I definitely just wanted to focus a lot more this year on having some difficult conversations, uh, some conversations that I've never had before. And I come into this one kind of expecting the some of the topics that we think about and then Madison hit me um, with a bunch of stuff that I really wasn't expecting and honestly it was just a very very moving experience to sit and listen to Madison talk um, yeah I mean it was just yeah it was a heavy one this is the first time I've ever had tears in my eyes during a podcast and I just really didn't know what to say at points yeah coming into this one I guess I really just wanted to have conversations around uh, the queer community that I never have and as a guy moving through 2021 it's like what should I know to be a good human um, to a group that exists within society um, I think it's really easy to, when it comes to issues around the queer community, around non-binary people, I think it's really easy as a dude to just be like, fuck it, there's two genders, like, you know, pick one, whatever. Um, there's just, and I don't think it necessarily comes from like a real gnarly place or like there's no real bad intent there. I just think it comes from just zero experience and not really having a face uh, to put to the to those kinds of things and it was clear when Madison was sitting across from me that uh, here's a person that had really spent a lot of time dealing with the negative effects of that kind of attitude towards um, people that are just different um, so I'm hoping that by sitting here and listening to Madison talk for these few hours you'll get a really crazy insight um, into some of the, I guess, some dark shit that still goes on in society. But then on the flip side of that, I think when you hear Madison's attitude and when you hear Madison talk, uh, you will be inspired by the things that a person can go through and then rebound with such a positive attitude that is 
um, really centered around helping people. Um, so long intro, but this was a heavy conversation. I feel a lot of love for Madison for sharing this story. Um, and pretty keen to do this one again, to be honest. Before we get into the show, though, uh, just got to give a quick shout out, as always, to our sponsors. I'll try and make it quick. Uh, we're brought to you by the guys at Drive Times, basically the world's best hair, uh, made right here on the Gold Coast, uh, tried and tested in, you know, those real extreme GC conditions. Uh, look, wet sand ain't going to stick to this towel. It's going to dry you like no other, and... Uh, all-round good bit of kit. Drytimes.com. Use the code GYPSYTALES for 15% off. Oh, this is my first ad read of 2021. Wearing a Dixon Flano. It's raining. It's kind of cold. Got the AC cranked in the studio. And I feel good. Absolutely love running the old Dixon Flannels. And I'm pretty stoked. It's back in season. You can head to DixonQuality.com.au. Use the code GYPSYTALES to get 15% off your very own. We're also brought to you by the guys at Boost Mobile. We're about to go live on Supercross Companion, and that means we're going to be streaming on the Boost Mobile Telstra 4G network. It's the only prepaid service provider that has this luxury, and it gets us through all of our online stuff that we do here at Gypsy Tales. You can get on the Boost network yourself by heading to Boost com.au we're also brought to you by the guys at Crick's Tweed you can head to crickstweed.com.au if you're in the in the market for a new or used vehicle uh, Kyle is the guy that you need to talk to there he's absolutely the man certified member of the Gypsy Gang and he will hook it up uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc Design Co who are doing their 100k giveaway you can head to rivalincdesignco.com for more info on that, and you can pump in the code GYPSYTALES to get 15% off your order. That's it from me. I really hope you enjoy this episode. I had a ball doing it. Madison is a legend. Madison Hewitt. Yes. We made it happen. I know. Finally. I know. I've been kind of, I've been, I'm never normally this flaky, but we just got pumped with work and we, we had a week where, I don't know what got into us, but we just did like six shows. Yeah. And then we, I was like, man, if I record any more, it's going to be <laughs> old. And I like, I like doing it and yeah. putting it out and keeping it exciting, but. Totally. No, it's all right. I honestly like I, at this stage of my life like i've just been releasing like with my new collection with my brand so like i've been so flexible yeah. so if you're going to be flaky it's now yeah so i tell you <laughs> it's totally fine but for, like i'm happy to be here now i'm finally happy i've made it yeah and we'll put it out this week and it'll yeah. be fun it'll be exciting and, yeah sweet but uh so my whole thing for this year yes. was i wanted to have conversations i've never had before um, I had Zoe Hode on the podcast. Uh, we put it out last week. Yeah. Um, and she's a woman that's been through some unique stuff. And from following your Instagram, like, yeah. well, I think you're just a unique and cool person in, <laughs> in general. Um, and I feel like, yeah, we can kind of, there's probably a bunch of stuff that we could talk about that'd be conversations I've never really had before. And I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm an open book. Um, it is just constantly something new i feel like in my life i'm like oh okay cool you're this oh and you're also this 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 and this but you know mm. i find ways to cope i watched like, i actually watched and listened to zoe's episodes and oh, cool. that was rad like 
something she's spoken about um, quite openly on her socials. And I actually read about it and related to that. So it was actually super, super cool for her to do that. So I'm happy to do my part. Yeah, well, I just think that, um, I mean, it's probably something that you would have experienced a lot in your life is just like ignorance. Oh, totally. And I think that you can look at ignorance and get frustrated by people's ignorance yeah and you can get mad at people's ignorance and you can get upset by it Mm -hmm. but what i've learned and what i try and apply more recently is just compassion is like the only way that you can deal with people's ignorance and then educate people on where they're fucked (laughs) because like there's so many that and there's people that are like really nice people that just have these like fucked up ideas that are just Mm -hmm. like so dog shit and that they're like not bad people they're just ignorant you know what i mean and like i feel like the the easy and the knee jerk thing and like definitely i think i've felt before is just to be like very judgmental very pissed off be like how the fuck are you this ignorant (laughs) cunt it's 2021 but it still exists absolutely i think um we're all such products to our environment as well Mm. and i think growing up on the gold coast you know like as much as we love the gold coast it is very um two-dimensional you know you don't see a lot of um diversity when it comes to culture like even as a queer person we're only now starting to see a community building Mm. which is fucking wild like you know for the fact that you know queer culture in itself is massive and only now are we celebrating one night a week at a club on a fucking sunday compared to like everywhere else it's but it's yeah it's crazy yeah and it's like well fuck it's how long has it taken you know i'm such a feel like such a big fish in such a small pond yeah but i think i myself turned it's so probably where i go wrong at times is i turn a blind eye to ignorance Mm. which is something that i'm trying to learn not to do this year like i've put up with so much bullshit when it comes to people being like, oh, this is like so-and-so, my friend so-and-so. Oh, and this is our gay friend, Maddie. And you're like, fuck you. Like, yeah. I'm so much more than gay. Like, I'm so many other things. But you get so categorized by people's ignorance, but you get used to it. Yeah. So I'm trying But that to, doesn't make it okay. Nah. Like, you yeah. know, um, and it goes into so many different categories as well. Like, you know, you wouldn't say, oh, this is so-and-so, you know, like if you had a black friend like this is my black friend you know yeah, that's yeah. fucked up yeah, you know you would yeah. never say something like that if it was like a legitimate mode of introduction yeah it's like, like yeah this is my black friend james yeah it's like, oh he's kind of could just be your friend james. he's just your friend james yeah, you yeah, know he yeah. also likes the color blue and like you know there's so many different things and i i think that's where the gold coast is still a little bit behind totally yeah yeah and it's fun like that's what's the beauty of being able to travel that's why this pandemic's like fucked because you feel stuck in your space yeah but i guess it could give you a chance to like build because like i feel like from watching your so actually first of all shout out to kelly holden because she's the 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 <laughs> chick that told me that I should have you on the podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so shout out to her. Hello. But so I started following you and it is like, I can say, I'm like, oh, there's like a, there's like a gay vibe going on. Like there's mm. like a queer community on mm. the Gold Coast and that is a cool thing. Like I actually, mm. I used to live in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So I, I used to live like the thickest, <laughs> gayest, like 
yeah. concentrated city. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's places that are more prominent than that. Like, maybe, like, San Francisco or nah, something. No, West Hollywood. West Hollywood yeah. felt like fucking ground zero. <laughs> and, like, it was actually pretty sick to yeah. uh, be... I guess, like, desensitized to it in a way. Yeah. Because it was so fucking prevalent. Yeah. And we'd go to, like, gay bars all the time. Yeah. Like it was actually... I don't know. It, it it felt like a very accepted and fun part of, like, the culture. That's what I love so much about places that, like, really celebrate diversity and what I really hope for even the Gold Coast. Yeah. It's like watching walking down the street when you travel and you see people who are just so self-expressive. Yeah. Like, you'll see, like, a like a chick dressed as a fucking cowboy and yeah. she just looks hot yeah. and she's yeah. just like owning it just and you're like it. and you're like yes but you know if i walk down james street with a fucking cowboy hat on i'm sure people are like oh she's rad but others will be like what the fuck is she fuck doing is she up to? you know what i mean yeah. like they question my sanity yeah. and it's like fuck i just wish we lived in such more of a self-expressive yeah you know environment like yeah. it sucks that you literally go to every bar and everyone's just the same person yes um and it just gets really tiring. It's actually yeah. really quite emotionally taxing because you're like, fuck, when I have nothing to look forward to, you feel like this is this it. Yeah. Especially as a, like a queer yeah, person. But, but you've got like a u- unique opportunity being on like the ground floor mm. of building the queer community. I've met some, um, yeah, people. I'm who, sure that comes with its challenges, obviously. Yeah, but there is a cool opportunity in that. Like you, and and I feel like from watching your socials and the the shoots that you've been doing and stuff like that, it's like you are <laughs> kind of building something that isn't here yet. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's fucking cool. <laughs> I'm trying to make some noise. Um, and I think it that, well, that just all depends. Is I literally, I was so caught up in being trying to fit the social norm here yeah. i think last year and when i was working a job which was like i thought was the kind of job that was yeah this this will suit me this suits me um was i happy when i look back on it no i fucking hated going to work i didn't wake up every day and go sick i love it i love being here like i can't wait to you know i was like fuck and you know and i i look back on it now and i was like i wasn't happy but at the time i thought i was because i just so much wanted to just i guess so you exist. wanted to fit in yeah it just yeah. exists because it's had, easy yeah i had hair extensions i tried to girl it up sometimes just to fit in so my friends wouldn't put me in a box and, and like subconsciously and i was like fuck you know so covid hit and the benefit of covid is that i literally lost everything and i say this on my like socials all the time I lost fucking everything. My job, my girlfriend, my everything, all on the same day. The thing about it all was is the relationship I was in was very public because the chick that I was dating was on reality TV. Oh, who was it? Uh, Tash from Married at First Sight. Oh, no. So she was, sure. she was the first gay person, like first lesbian or ever queer person to be on a reality TV relationship on such a big, big platform. platform. Yeah. yeah. So she got a lot of, I guess, um, light surrounding her. Her relationship on the show didn't work out. We got together. You swooped in. There we were. And um, yeah, so our relationship got a lot of attention because, you know, Australia doesn't have like that, that you know, I guess queer couple to like sort of like resonate with yeah so they're kind of like was so invested in our relationship so it was a lot of pressure to like look good it was a lot of like for us to like work out and it just blew the fuck up basically it just got lit up in flames we didn't know how to deal with the attention 
I was trying to make sure I didn't look away that I was going to get bullied online over. So, like, I was I had, like, fucking hair extensions. Like, if you knew me more, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. that's, like, me in a wig and heels. Like, it's so out of my comfort zone. But I did it because I was so scared. Yeah, and you just wanted to fit in because it is quite easy. Like, you, yeah. like you have an easy life if you're a fairly like undetectable kind of yeah. you know what I mean like you stand yeah. you sort of don't stand out in a crowd you blend in you yep. just like have a normal job and you can have like the cliche <laughs> conversations it's yeah. just like nothing to really create friction like that is an easy way it to was live. so easy so I was just chilling and I was like oh yeah and like everyone was like love you guys so much and then I was like fucking all these people love this bullshit relationship that doesn't exist like I have nothing against it now but I think we can both agree that we were putting it on for the mm. attention because we didn't know how to handle it and mix it and when i lost that i went fucking manic like i went insane during covid lockdown gold coast so kudos to all the people who had who still going through lockdown yeah. because that small amount of lockdown that we went through i fucking we didn't even have it really nah not in comparison to nah. like victorians or people in like the uk who i can't still. even fathom yeah you know and the us who are still trying to like manage and go through all of that and like with their presidency stuff like i think of that small little lockdown that i went through i'm fucking crazy like my mum used to call i used to put shit on instagram and like i put some weird shit on instagram like <laughs> i answer some fucked up shit and they're still there in my highlights if anyone ever wants to revisit them but my friends used to call me and be like, delete that now. Like, you what, are fucking what are you it. saying? Like, there's, there's this one video and I was literally topless and I used emojis to cover, like, my nipples, like, while doing the dishes, screaming Linkin Park. And I'm like, you know... Hey, shout out to my fucking Linkin Park. Hey, it was... Yeah. Like, How and old I'm, are you? What? How old are you? I'm 27. 27, okay. I'm Fuck. in the club. Yeah. Oh, so uh, Linkin Park is a little bit ahead <laughs> yeah. of your time. So yeah. So you've done some digging to get back to that. Yeah. And I was just okay. shouting and screaming, going, mood, some days be like. <laughs> my friends are like, no, they aren't. Like, delete now. And it was just me. And I was like really skinny. And I was just fucking messy. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm just being transparent, like, you know, yeah. whatever. And it got to a point where I literally had to deactivate everything on social media and just, like, step away and be like, I'm choosing to outlet all of my manic behavior, mm. all of my outrage, all of my moral compass that I don't agree with that I now see so blatantly in front of me in my environment. I'm lashing the fuck out on social media. Some days it actually built, like, it was funny. I used to do questionnaires and answer yeah, questions yeah. like a dickhead and people would laugh and I still look at them and laugh and they're still there. But other days it was just so unacceptable and I was like, <laughs> I need to rein it in. But At least you fucking know that shit. Oh, I had to be told. Like, I was really at a point where it was like, you're not only shouting you're queer as fuck on the internet, <laughs> you're also telling everyone that you're insane and you yeah you need to pull back so yeah. i had to do that and i took some time but i think the only benefit i'll give that moment is i discovered who i was yeah. i was like take all the bullshit away from me of what i thought i needed to be like i held my job my every my relationship as my own worth yeah and i was a product of my worth i was like that's my worth yeah take that away from me i was like fuck i don't have any i just have my mental illness yeah. who's slapping me in the face right now and 
bashing me in a corner. <laughs> I'm like, can't. I'm defenseless. And so I had to learn how to... It's so fucking sick that you can analyze any of this. Like, it's it's so mature. You have no idea. I went fully crazy. Like, all of my moral compass beliefs, like my, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement happened and George Floyd was shot. And that fucking impacted me because not only did that bring up, like, the social injustice of, like, racism in the world, most importantly, within, like, the biggest spectrum, which is the U.S., it brought like light into the indigenous people as well who are so poorly treated um you know and everything like that and i just started going nuts i was like hold on no distraction from my job no distraction from my relationship i'm now looking at the world for what it is in a microscope and i fucking hate it and i'm mad and when you're doing that you're looking through like a weird lens. Yeah. So that's like whenever anybody comments, like gives me negative comments, which there's fucking hundreds a day on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that person, like whatever your insecurities are, that's mm-hmm. like the lens and your reaction to it. Mm-hmm. That's the lens that you're kind of look, looking at yourself through. It's almost like a reflection. Mm-hmm. So like if you're outraged by something, like it's it, there's some weird internal shit that's like yeah. projecting what you're actually feeling mm-hmm. and it's coming out as like a response to a tweet or a comment or you know what yeah. I mean and so that's where yeah you, you it's kind of gnarly to to sort of <laughs> go through that and realize yeah. that like holy fuck this is like me coming out this is a lot of like and I kind of yeah. need to work on that version yeah. of it I went looking for fights yeah I would have people send me things and be like oh look this act of racism or homophobia or transphobia and people be like all right, fuck, let's go and like go get in the ring and like want to fight people. And I was like, that's how I was spending my time. I was like, I'm not. That is depressing. And I'm not doing a justice to myself, nor am I benefiting anyone by doing this. I'm creating a bit of clickbait yeah. for people who are obviously still in lockdown, who are bored. But I really had to rein it in and be like, okay, you're mad, you're upset because you want to defend something, but you're not being proactive about it. Mm. Like you're actually fighting fire with fire you know by being so angry but like where where it comes to educating people yeah in a different perspective like you need to hold space for people's ignorance like you said when we started like and understand okay these people were raised a different way they don't have the same hat as me on and they didn't have a choice totally in any of it totally and that's that's the one thing that i always kind of go try and go back to myself is like you don't fucking choose where you're born. You don't no. choose if you got a fuck with dad. <laughs> you don't choose if you got a kind of a mum. No. Like none of that shit's your choice, but mm-hmm. you kind of are, you are only the accumulation of all the things you've ever thought, all the ideas you've ever had. All And if you trace yeah. it back to its origins, like none of that was your fucking choice. <laughs> exactly. But you can, you can like uh, lead by example and you yeah. can educate and you can, like there's so many other things that you can do mm-hmm. when you realise that, ignorance is kind of not a person's fault in the way that you think it could be you know i was surprised by how many arguments or or non-arguments i should say how many benefits have come from homophobic people who have come and like they've fucking come for me like i've had i've had parents of um people who follow me like try and like get me off the internet for being like so openly queer um like i've had so much hate mail in my like (laughs) time of like the last 12 months 
but the amount of times that I've actually turned it around yeah. and by saying, hey, like sometimes I don't, because you don't feed it. You just let it, you just pretend yeah. like you don't read it. Because like, let's be honest, we all read the comments. Like every negative thing that has ever been said to me and anyone who is ever li- who is listening to this who's ever written me anything negative, I've read it. Like... I don't... I'm not going to play ignorant and be like, oh, that you know... I'm Do you reckon you could ever not read the comments? No, you just use... It's like you go on your all, your all requests and there's always they're always sitting there and you just read it, but you react in a way of pretending you don't see it. Mm. And, like, I think a lot of people who speak on platforms can openly say they do see it, mm. but it's easier to just not respond because you don't want to open that box. But some I have responded to, but it's surprising in a way... Where I've been like, hey, like, I just want to unpack it with you, like, and I've had really yeah. productive conversations yeah. where they've turned from being homophobic towards me to be like, I actually apologize, yeah. and it's been beneficial. That's so I'm cool. like, well, fucking. Again, that's pro- that's education. Yeah, and you've I'm literally like, educated them, and they're like, oh fuck, didn't know that, didn't totally. see it like that. Yeah, like there can always be like in my opinion this is sort of like been on topic for me at the moment lately what i've been speaking about because it's something i've noticed queer people are being i guess like treated like novelties like you see in movies every girl wants a gay best best friend to go shopping with and you know what i mean like yeah gay like you know queer people are um treated like novelties and it's um it's kind of, you know, it's become fashion forward as well. Like there's a lot of queer yeah, people within yeah. fashion in design and, you know, um, drag culture is become such a phenomenon at the moment, which is fantastic, but it's also taking over fashion as well. And so a lot of people are now gone from, oh, maybe I can be okay with queer people because they're fashionable and it's trending and it's, Yeah, not for, you know, just because you should be okay with them regardless. Yeah, so I'm finding at the moment a lot of people like, oh, I'm so cool with, you know, oh, look how cool this queer person is who's like an icon, mm. you know, because they're on Vogue. Um, but then, you know, you've got other lesbians who, are, who who's you know, priorities aren't fashion or a, another um, queer person or a, a gay man or boy or whoever whose priorities aren't fashion or could be, you know, board games and yeah. gaming and whatever. And they're not treated the same, like equality. Because they're not the cool version of a queer person. Yeah. It's like everything's become so categorized yeah, still. And I'm fighting that at the moment. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not homophobic because I have a gay best friend. Yeah. Cool. Your gay best friend's also a fashion designer and very like aesthetically pleasing to you and beneficial to you and your image. But like, what about this person who you don't like treat as equally or accept as equally? Like that's sort of the problem in society for me at the moment. Would you say though, to play devil's advocate, that that just happens everywhere? Absolutely. So like it's, it's, I'd say that's just an, a human issue. Like literally last night. Yeah. So I've ventured out of my fucking cave at home. <laughs> I had to go to Harry's birthday. Yeah. It's a pink monkey. And it was just, oh. it was so hard to get oh. myself there. I got to the bar, ordered a drink with my mate, Sammy, introduced me to a girl. First thing she asked me was what I did. Yeah. And I fucking almost just didn't want to tell her. I almost <laughs> just wanted to be like, nothing. <laughs> I come to the Pink Monkey on this night at this time and I order this drink. That's yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. Like, and that's sort of the same thing, right? Totally. Is like people just wanting to categorize you. But I mean, 
everything is a categorization. Mm-hmm. There's a concept that you can attach to every single thing. And it's very fucking handy. Like yeah. I use the word studio to describe this box with cameras <laughs> and light. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. A, instantly like this is a studio. Yeah. So there is like that super helpful, yeah. uh, like there is a reason for that kind of categorization and stereotypes yeah. often exist because they're true. Mm-hmm. But when a stereotype becomes like a negative thing for a person, then it's yeah. a problem and that's a, like a problem for kind of anyone, you know? Yeah, I definitely think it creates like such a um, a diversion in like for something like a queer community that has such prejudice attached to it. Mm. Like, you know, there are people who are really violent towards queer people, like incredibly Fuck violent, yeah. you know? And I grew up, like, I'll be honest... I was no. That's just how, look. I was expelled from high school because I used to beat kids up, and I did, and I did that because I was bullied in primary school, and it was because I wasn't a boy or a girl. Mm. I was none. I was in the mix of. I wanted to do boys stuff, but then I was sad because I didn't feel like I was like I looked like I could be a girl. I didn't have the mannerisms to be girly, but I like boys' stuff, but I was jealous that I wasn't femme because yeah. boys didn't like me, but then I liked girls. Like, I was so confused growing oh, up. Yeah, man. I that was... would be fucking <laughs> hectic to like, have to deal with all mm-hmm. of that when you really don't have much information. Nah. So, when you're when you're so young, and I'm talking young. So, like, when was the... Uh, actually, before we get into it, can we just lay out in 2021... Mm. What's like the right terminology? I don't, I I will say full disclaimer, I don't feel like a person should ever be forced to like use certain terminology. Like if you want to not call somebody by their name and you, or the way that they want to be called, then you're probably a cunt, Mm -hmm. but people are allowed to be cunts, I guess. Yeah. Um, So that would be my disclaimer. Mm -hmm. But in 2021, what's the fucking lingo that people <laughs> should use that is like acceptable and non-offensive and you know times yeah. change like to maybe gay like i don't know maybe gay is not the thing to say maybe queer is yeah. because it represents certain things i definitely would not say that i know the <laughs> landscape when it comes to that so like it, can you lay that out yeah it is kind of tricky it right? is it is i think um as you know society's evolving i think after 2020 a lot of people um did a lot of self-discovering so um yeah i think it it is you know gay is a term that you can use because that is how someone that's their sexual orientation like you know if they identify as male and they like men they're gay you know what i mean if a female likes a female she's gay the thing what's the terminology like what is that is that what's the connotation there with you though and for, like generally in the community nowadays for me like personally um like i think gay is gay like you don't have to like go oh you know it's like objective yeah you don't have to go yeah. oh sh- you know like and hesitate if you say to someone that oh you're gay if they identify it's more about gender identity that is seems to be where um things are changing is, yeah. so i personally like i'm more and more trying to just say queer as a whole because a lot of people, you know, who are identify as trans or non-binary, um, they aren't male or female. You know, they choose to be non-binary. So for them, you know, they are queer. 
they identify as queer. So I just sort of, as a broader spectrum, see things as queer. If you're, you could be a female who likes men and women and you're queer. You could be a yeah. male who likes both and you're queer. It's just like such a broader term to say queer and it's sort of more, creates more unity for people who like live live within that realm. So like queer is like the umbrella statement. Yeah. And then you yeah. can kind of be yeah. what you want to be underneath that. Yeah. I think a lot of like the queer doesn't offend anyone like who I okay. identifies as someone who is non-binary queer w- won't offend anyone like um, who lives under that umbrella. So your safest bet is to just say you're a queer person. But because you never know anyone by until you have a conversation how someone chooses to identify mm. when it comes to gender. So which is now the the topic of conversation. Like for me especially, like I totally understand not fitting in with other gender. And that's always been sort of my thing is because I'm so feminine but I'm so masculine at the same time. So it's mm. something like I've always struggled with well and still am now struggling with. When it comes to like who, how I identify in that regard. But for people who are just... Do you feel like you need to identify with one or the other? Like, um, is there a push there for you to like definitively say... I think a lot of people argue, and this is sort of, this is where the, uh, the arguments start, is people argue scientifically, um, biologically based on like anatomy yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. People will have the argument... The problem is, is gender is such like a, a construct for so many. Um, it shouldn't be defined by like the parts is sort of who you are on the inside and how you feel. Like if I, yeah. for example, I'm both, like I said, feminine and masculine. Like I do the most feminine shit, but I also do the most masculine shit. Like I'll never be I'll caught dead in a dress. But, like, I'll get my eyelashes done. Like, yeah, I'll do, yeah. I'm such a mixture between both, and I make no sense to so many people. Yeah. Do I love it? Fuck yeah. It I was makes say, me, isn't that cool? As it makes people feel so weird. They're like, what are you? I'm like, does it matter? Like, you know, I'm both. I'm yeah. neither, but do I identify as non binary at this stage? Like, it's something that I'm more afraid to come out as just i guess speak openly about because i don't think a lot of people understand yet so i still think personally i hide behind the whole lesbian thing to make it easier for other people which is actually stupid on my behalf it sucks like i shouldn't have to do that but because i have so many people who are even my friends that don't agree with a non-binary statement and i will say i do a really toxic thing where i if i'm feeling or internalizing something that i'm feeling I'll make a joke and humor around it. Not in a way to offend anyone but myself, really. Yeah, it's like self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah. I'll be self-deprecating. Fuck, I've noticed that. In, yeah. I've noticed that a lot lately. And like, yeah. that's a trait, I think, of cool people. Yeah, yeah. I'll be so <laughs> self-deprecating. Yeah. And I'll watch my friends go, ha-ha. And I go, in my head, I'm like, ha-ha, so that's your true reaction. So I know I can't be open with you. Close that book. Done. Yeah. Okay. And like, it's so toxic because Fuck. I I shouldn't do that. I want to unpack that a little bit. Yeah. That's quite. Uh, say that again. So I will. I will test someone. Yeah. And it's so fucked with me because I am not helping them grow or open their eyes. It is because I am so afraid of what Fuck. will happen to me and it's fear. And then I'm like, "Fuck!" And then I start to freak out and go, "I am such a fraud." Because I speak about be unapologetically yourself who gives a fuck and those aren't your real friends. But when you've got a 10, 15 year history with someone in your life who you know doesn't understand and you're like, oh, like I just will feel so rejected and I'll start to hate you and then I'll start turmoil in my life. That's going to be hectic. 
Mm. Um, so I avoid it by that's just... That's a lot of thinking. Oh, I fucking... Oh, and you come that's from here... That's a lot of thinking. Yeah, so I... I <laughs> I'm going to say that's too much thinking. <laughs> I, I literally put here my toxic trait is and something that, you know, therapy is absolutely underway with is I test people and I shouldn't do it because I, I should... It makes sense. I've never... Like, I've been thinking about... I've got one friend in particular... Mm-hmm. And he's one of he's pretty much the most successful person I know, like mm-hmm. lit coolest motherfucker I know. Mm-hmm. And he's very self deprecating and I've been questioning it. Yeah. Like, and I I feel like I do it quite a lot as well. Um, but what I've thought about it is I my biggest fear is coming across like I do things for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I never wanna be I feel like I I am quite a genuine person yeah and my intentions are always quite genuine and mm-hmm. i feel quite good about that in myself mm-hmm. but then i feel like anytime that you're being successful and things are going well for you and it's just people's default setting to like question your intentions mm-hmm. it's like oh so your podcast gets millions of views now does that like you must love the fact that you're fucking this and that and i'm like whoa, 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 whoa no, yeah. no 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 yeah. no please please don't that's yeah. not the case so yeah. i fucking am like self-deprecating mm-hmm. to try and like it's almost like you're offering yourself up as like a sacrifice yeah and i'm just like here cut mm-hmm. me down yeah just cut me down yeah like, i want to show this is my way of showing you yeah that i'm I don't think any of these potential things. But again, that's too much thinking. It's so funny. That's I know. Much, that's too much thinking. It's so, it's like not that deep. And no. the thing is, it's like I said the same thing about embarrassment. It's like I always run towards it, not away from it, because people can't get you if you run towards it. It's, it's the like same, the whole eight mile thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. And it's like, I'm going to test you. Oh, okay. And that's, and then I'm going to. Intem- I like that. That yeah. there, I've never thought of that. And in, and in, uh, the you know some of the people that i'm talking about i can see that mm-hmm. i can see that they would want to test people's reactions to certain things yeah um because one thing that i've noticed in other people um i'm very lucky with my friends and the people that i surround myself with i don't really think anyone wants a ceiling for me no that i'm around mm-hmm. and i think that like i've seen other people where i'm like that dude wants a ceiling for you man mm-hmm. that guy wants you to do good to a mm-hmm. point and then stop mm-hmm. because his self-worth can't like you can't keep going up and him stay here like his potential's capped out so yeah. he's trying to cap your potential totally um, oh. and like that's something i'm fucking lucky i really don't think i have those mm-hmm. people in my life but those people really fucking exist and i think that in the case of some people with the uh self-deprecation they're yeah. trying uh or i could see that that would be a way to test people's reaction mm-hmm. be like hey what's your ceiling for me yeah what's absolutely. where's what's your level of want for my success and, and for my happiness and what's your level of judgment at my success mm-hmm. and i think that's what that's exactly what i'm surrounding with at the moment and i think it's like you really look back on it in the days of when like the, that old saying of like when a boy used to like a girl at school he'd pick Vimento, on her yeah, yeah, yeah it's the same thing true. so it's the same thing hey neil strauss wrote a whole fucking book about that <laughs> yeah have you read that no but i've heard so Dude, much about it's really good i should read it because i fully get the concept do you so, know what i mean so ronan look up uh, neil strauss the game it's a book i just want to show people if they're listening it's fucking disgusting and it's not something that you should invest in and it's not something that you should aspire to be 
but it is a very interesting look. It totally at is. how yeah. shit goes down. I know. Yeah, so the game by Neil Strauss, and he wrote another book. Um, oh, I can't remember it. Um, but yeah, he uh, he ended up getting into a, a he ma- like got married which he never was going to do. Like he was experimenting with polyamory. Like the mm. book, the most interesting part of the book actually is the polyamory aspect of mm-hmm. it. Um, when he sort of dives into that. Um, and then the sec he gets married, in the second book cheats on his wife and fucking blah, blah, blah. So that he has to kind of, so he, cha- he does like all these one eighties mm-hmm. the whole way through. But it was just fucking fascinating mm-hmm. to read about somebody's like, he's writing the game as like his own journey of like trying to get pussy. Yeah. And then he just gets like fucking yeah. blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, black belt again. Literally. Pussy, you know? It's so calculated. Yeah. And, and then he like fucking gets there. And he realizes that there's like no foundation. So, but anyway, so it's a very fucking interesting read, but I am not, recommending it to people as a fucking hand guide to live your life because it's fucking gross and dudes actually do it it's horrible because i'm i'm so self-aware as well that i might as well i love to psychanalyze people Mm, like i'm the worst for it i'm so (laughs) bad i'm like oh and i'm like that came from that place that's why you said that and like i sit there and i'm like i just need to fucking sit in a box because i can't just sit and just chill and have a conversation with people most of the time like if i'm drunk absolutely i can talk shit yeah if you get me like at like a kick-ons environment i'm like oh i'm gonna unpack you and do this and i get we're so going mad. deep bro. we're going so deep with my cousin's friends next door neighbors brothers uncles mate that's sitting here with me on this cam chair like, and, and like super intimidated you'll never see again ever like yeah, you know yeah. i'm gonna tell you my deepest darkest secret like yeah. <laughs> i've been there so many times i but can fucking relate to that i literally i do i test people so i think when it comes to gender I do it to, I've done it to people a lot lately. I think like this is my year. I look at this year as a whole and I'm like Which year? So twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one. I'm like, okay, so look at the growth you did from twenty twenty. And like I've been keeping such a track of it and I'm like, fuck and look at your archives from the start of that year and look at look at you trying to wear that stupid top. Like look yeah. at you trying to wear that stupid whatever. What are you trying to do, dude? What like, are you up to? Yeah. And like and I psychoanalyze myself and I'm doing it now and I'm very self aware. Like I'm so aware of my behaviour and my traits and everything and I think it's really um, intimidating for a lot of people. It's really confronting because yeah. I'm very um, big on accountability. Like, I'm slutty for it. If someone's accountable for their shit, I'm like, oh, I love you. Like, yeah. And I am that because people can't don't know how to react. I'm like, you know what? I said that because I actually feel jealous because of this, this, and this, and this, this, is, And it's true. And people are like, oh, okay. So when it comes to this specific topic... I, when it comes to my gender identity I'm like fuck I'm doing everything I'm trying not to do and I, I know that this year is my year and I'm actually starting to tell more and more people that I do identify as non-binary but I can guarantee you I'm probably the only that I'm aware of I feel like I know most queer people on the Gold Coast I feel at the moment I'm like if I come out as non-binary I'm the only non-binary person I know that lives on the Gold Coast mm. that's fucking scary and yeah but you're a pioneer yeah well and you know and you have it's it's hard to be like a pioneer because you have to be brave because you also have to objectify yourself to how your friends will react and what the problem is is i love being a pioneer to certain things and aspects and i will speak loud and be unapologetic but then i also am conditioned with bpd 
which then does not complement that side because if my friends reject my way of life and how I identify, then I spiral down that path. So I need to now find the balance between, okay, how are you going to be a pioneer for non-binary people and speak your honest, authentic truth and then deal with the rejection from your friends that may very well fucking happen because you've already tested them and they've already proven their colors. What are you going to do now? And like, that's where I'm sort of at at the moment. And like, I'm more than aware that this, this is, they're probably going to listen to this. So hello, (laughs) this is how I really feel. (laughs) Like what, you know, it's, it's tough because yeah, I definitely live under the queer umbrella and it's not easy. And that's why I think it's so important for people to understand that like, it's it must be so easy to be gay now i get it all the time but uh, gay people are so cool it's so cool to be gay. i wish i was gay men suck yeah. and you're like imagine being non-binary and like fucking being there's so much more factors to oh i wish i was queer because this guy fucked me over yeah maybe yeah. i and i'll be honest like i've slept with my fair i mean i went through a phase where i slept with so many straight women and i was like yeah sweet because i'm like oh, i want to try uh, yeah, yeah, and i yeah, went yeah. to that i have a big dick ego phase i did yeah and i went you have big dick energy yeah absolutely which absolutely. is cool and i do and i i went with that and i was like i'm enjoying this and i think <laughs> <laughs> like at least yeah, you could dick down a lot of chicks <laughs> I, 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 i'm not gonna lie like i've definitely been with a lot of girls that you know who are straight yeah that are like wanting that one night of like yeah oh i'm intrigued by you like you're charming and i which used- would be like damaging in the long run yeah like that would that would kind of fuck you up in the long run yeah because i'm like but love me yeah but what, <laughs> but what now yeah. yeah oh okay well i'm glad you had fun anyway, yeah exactly. see you like oh sorry yeah i sorry i don't have the parts to take seriously or take any further than this i'm glad you had a really great time goodbye um you know so it's it's always been hard for me to like find love within people who i feel like truly understand me like mm. everyone i've ever tried to date or be with but that's the fucking game in all of relationships. Yeah. Is fine. You've just got like a fucking smaller target to yeah. hit. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're the, like the level of understanding somebody would have to have. The minutia is so detailed <laughs> that it's like, that's just a smaller target for someone to hit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like fucking, I've felt like that, you know, like I ended my last relationship because I'm like, you just don't get it. No. You don't get me. Like we're just, I don't get you and you don't get me. No. And it's a fucking bummer. And yeah. it's not because we haven't tried. Yeah. So like, and I feel like I got a pretty fucking broad target to hit. It's like, I like to work. I like my bikes. I like jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And I fucking stretch of a night time and I don't have a TV. <laughs> simple, yeah. fuck, simple guy. Can yeah. I do that hard? But it's like, you're like, well... I sort of don't know if I'm like a chick, a dude, I'm queer. And yeah. then it's like, it's like, there's a lot of shit going on with you that like mm. you still don't know. So then finding someone to understand. The thing is, you I, know what I mean? And the thing is I do, I do know, like I'm, I'm more than aware that I've, I spent a lot of time last year self-discovering the fact that I am non-binary and I played a test of the waters. I've done it. I've been down there. So what exactly does it even like to say like, I'm non-binary, what does that come with then like what's the baggage that makes that harder than just saying i'm a lesbian or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like so what what even is it in your mind that that 
has challenges. For me, I think um, I can appreciate the people who who already know how to like when it comes to pronouns, like to be recorded them and a they. But in my case, in particular, like I hold space for patience for people. I mean, like, do your best. Yeah. I mean, like, if you call me a female because it's obviously what you see as I present as, I totally understand. Like, I get that those mistakes happen and it's not intentional to offend me or just not, you know, take me seriously. And I can always differentiate. Like, I'll always be able to differentiate. Yeah. Like, you're just not even fucking bothering. Yeah. Or you just think I'm, you're mocking me. You don't take me seriously. Yeah, Whatever. You don't piss. take my way of life. Yeah. Yeah, you're taking the piss. But then if I see someone that's like, she, fuck, fuck, you know, oh, actually, they, I can, I can register yeah, that. And I'm like, yeah. it's okay. It's, yeah. it's so fine. Like, I personally create a really safe place for people to like just learn um and i will like moving forward the more i speak openly about it give people space and patience like i will be patient um and it will really determine to me who my real friends are yeah um, yeah fucking nice and it's so funny because i actually have a twin sister oh really yeah like she's so much cooler than me um but she is so different to i and she's straight like so as straight as an arrow works corporate office fucking she could not think of my polar opposite yeah and that's her yeah is she identical twin no nah. yeah but and we don't even look like sisters and she has lived in such she has watched me grow up as a, a, a queer kid and what i've gone through from such a young age and she's backed me like 100 percent through That's the sick. entire journey um no once has she ever questioned me or shown me hate or whatever um but it's so funny because i came out to her the other night and i said to her i was like i'm, I'm non-binary i was like I, I know what you know what that means like you've heard me joke about people who are non-binary you've t- heard and like you've heard you i know you know and she was like that's okay like I, like and then because the cute thing doesn't she doesn't understand <laughs> she's like so are you like trans like do you think you might be male i'm like nah not at all like i'm yeah, i'm just me. like you yeah just i'm, like your, I'm yeah, not i don't yeah. i don't intend to change at all yeah i'm never gonna change i'm gonna remain yeah. who i am yeah but i'm just saying that's as like someone how i identify that's what makes me comfortable yeah and that's, I feel like everyone should go through a process of that yeah to the to the extent so like for for me right I do jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I will go and I try and fuck people up, and strangle the <laughs> shit out of them as much as I can in the time that I get to. And it's um, probably not like a more yeah. manly, aggressive thing that you can do. Mm. And then on the other side, I like to read about Buddhism and I like meditation. And then yeah. I love talking to my mom and having like conversations with her. Mm-hmm. And I like being real emotional and sensitive and deep. And it's like, okay, so I'm not like a man's man. Mm-hmm. So at some level, I think everybody's got this like shifting scale that they're kind of like sliding into. And maybe, maybe people just aren't as in touch with that. Cause like, yeah, I would not say that I'm a man's man or a blokey bloke. And I would like, and uh, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, so how can I like relate in my own way Mm -hmm. in terms of like being offended or being like upset by the way somebody like perceived me instantly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, maybe someone would look at 
me doing a certain thing and be like, fucking look at this cunt. Like, mm-hmm. he's just some blokey bloke sort of dude. I don't know if that's the perception, but I would be like, nah, nah, dude, wait. Or I'm fucking like way, I'm a fucking nerd. Mm. Like, I'm a real nerd. I yeah. like, I like super weird shit. I'm real <laughs> sensitive. I like real deep conversations. I'm mm-hmm. real, like really sensitive about this. Like, so yeah. you know what I mean so I'm not that so I yeah. kind of get because you know even even before the podcast I was like kind of trying to relate in a way to to just that whole queer thing you know yeah. of like because in uh, like the I wouldn't say I'm like Buddhist yeah but in terms of like what you're trying to get to mm-hmm. in like non-duality mm-hmm. is no real self at all like yeah. being able to see through the fact like the identifying with your thoughts like identifying with anything Absolutely. what what i'm what i'm trying to get to and what i practice doing daily is just like observing the fact that yeah. who i am in quotes is just an appearance in whatever conscious experience i'm having myself my identity myself were all that it's appearing in the same way as if there was music playing yeah they're just it's it's uh things that have been brought into your awareness yeah but we identify with this this self so much and we we feel safe in this self it's who we Mm. are it's how we navigate through the world and it is necessary it's Mm. like a function of a function of like moving your fucking meat through the world (laughs) and like not having your meat expired and fucking eaten by rats like there's a there's a real there's like a real function to it yeah but the, that same self is the thing that can cause all sorts of fucked up shit. Yeah. This crisis of identity, this crisis of who you are, the, all of these feeling yeah. to identify. And like, you know, for, yeah, for me to say, like, if someone just pigeonholed me as like some blokey bloke, mm-hmm. then because I guess, as I'm just sort of thinking out loud here mm-hmm. now, then it brings on expectations of you yeah. that you might not be comfortable with. Yeah. Like, I'm not fucking comfortable with... You have with... to kill the spider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I yeah. would be... I'd probably just put it in a cup and move totally. it. Totally. You know what I mean? What so, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. I, I kind of, as I'm talking and hearing you, I kind of understand how it would be important. Mm-hmm. I think, though, like, in my own idea, my own head, this idea that is rooted in like that eastern philosophy of like there isn't really a self in the way that you think there is that might be like a handy way to kind of just dump it when it's too much if that makes sense totally i think it's really um there's a lot of expectations when it comes to you know even like any category like like you say manly man or but when it comes to like gender as a whole which is such yes. like a bigger boy and girl yeah it's like yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the spectrum's fucking massive huge. Yeah. and i think i can't fit neither and but i can fit both mm. so for me i don't feel comfortable when i sit in like or an all-girl environment or with like such stereotypical interests but then if you delve even deeper into that it's like what made girly girly and masculine masculine who'd created that divide yeah of like interests why I can't, you know, I actually, and like, I, I hope you listen to this. There's this cool guy and he does my sister's, he's actually my sister's hairdresser. Yeah. Right. He's a colorist and he's fucking great. He's really good at what he does. Um, he's actually a blonde expert, which is like really hard to do. Yeah. It's an art. And what do you think about male hairdressers? Your first thing is, okay, it's yeah. a stereotype. It's common. 
the dude is a fisherman. He's a fucking straight ass dude. He has all his Instagram is him holding photos of fish. That's so sick. And you then go to his place of work and he's like chopping your hair and coloring your hair and boiling. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, this guy's sick. See, I think that is what everybody should aim to be. Do you know what I mean? Everyone should aim to be like, have such this fucking crazy contrast to their life. Mm -hmm. And that, that to me is like, that to me is like a cool idea. I'm like, what a cool dude. I'm like, you know, people like you need to be more celebrated and you are who you are and you're so self-aware and you're like, you are a creative you're not fitting into or, um, you know, allowing yourself to fall into a stereotype. You are straight up just like, I'm a hairdresser who fucking fishes, dude. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's so sick. Like, I admire you now. And I say this a lot, um, you know, especially in my business. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, when you think about people, who are people in history that you remember? They're the weird ones. They're the weird fucking people that yeah. weren't, that they didn't fit into social norms. They did rad shit or fucking you know prince and fucking like oh i could like michael jackson you think amy winehouse like there's so many people who are iconic like that that you know passed away that will never be forgotten because they were just fucking man when i lived in america i i thought so much about this because i lived like i said right in west hollywood you'd go to Alfred's and you'd go to mm-hmm. all like the spots where everyone would go to and you'd be on like La Brea or Fairfax and you would just yeah. see like, you would see trends happen. Yeah. You'd be like, damn, what is that chick wearing? And then <laughs> two days later, a couple more chicks like that. Yeah. And then it was just like this slow thing. And then three months down the track, it's a thing. It's mm-hmm. a trend. Everyone's doing it. I'm fucking doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you'd see the way that these people would um they would it's like you've got this circle right and here's like all of of society Mm -hmm. or like for the most part yeah and then you've got the people on the fringes Mm -hmm. and then there's there's like this invisible demarcation line of like this is what's currently socially acceptable yeah and then you get these people that will take like one step out yeah or a big step out yeah and then the bigger the step is the longer it takes for that demarcation line to expand and you get people like you on the gold coast this is what you're doing Mm -hmm. like you've there's like this fucking norm there's this little circle and everyone's kind of happy doing their thing and then it's like bang that person jumps out and then you see like this snowball effect of like one person will go out there with you yeah and then three and then seven and then 23 and then 105 and it's just like this bigger (laughs) sort of thing and that is what pushes culture forward and that's what cool is yeah i think i think it's i think so too um it's definitely something i'm trying to achieve when it comes to stigmas around mental illness as well um definitely about being queer like don't get me wrong i'm like when i get ready for to go out with my friends to a bar i'm like what is the most like obnoxious fucking thing i could possibly wear what can i and i love it and then i notice people will look at me when i walk into a bar and they're like the fuck was that? and it's so funny because i get like, like pigeonholed so often oh, oh you, you remind me so much of ruby rose yeah. and like i look nothing fucking like that chick they think queer and tattoos who's a lesbian with tattoos that's who you look like pink she's not even a lesbian you look like her and i'm like so like you getting pigeonholed but i kind of like the that I get to go out and be in places where people double take me because like what the fuck like and I'm like yep mm. and I love that but I think I'm I'm definitely trying to achieve that more when it comes to mental illness like it's crazy the amount of people that 
like because I speak so openly about the fact that I'm fucking insane like you know and I am and I'm not ashamed of it like it burdens me it's fucking annoying like even today I found out that I have a whole new chronic illness about fucking trauma that I'm now having to deal with but where's that coming from oh fucking I can't do you know what I can't even pronounce it like it's a it's actually I'm because it's so new to me I can't even pronounce the fucking word. All I know is Lady Gaga had a documentary around it. It's chronic. It's a chronic pain um, illness, and it starts with fibro. I always think of fibro papilloma, which is actually a cancer for turtles, because I used to work for the RSPCA. <laughs> Don't worry, stop. <laughs> but I'm learning this new disorder that I'm finding out that I have, and what's it, your symptoms of it? You actually feel chronic joint pain. Oh yeah, and it, it's a real thing because I train a lot, as you can tell, like a massive. Like look out, look at me. I'm kidding. <laughs> I walk through doors sideways. Um, <laughs> For those of you just listening, yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's six two two forty. I'm massive. <laughs> um, but we have, I, a, we have a house on the podcast. Yeah, today. yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, I train a lot and meant uh, for my mental illness. Uh, you know and everything and just fitness in general i enjoy um because it's the one thing that i never thought i'd get into and i got into it and i liked it and here i am so i always thought i got joint pains every day i would have a new joint pain it would be in my glutes or my legs or my arms my shoulders something and i'm not talking like like something panadol can fix i'm talking like it's fuck. just there Fuck me, I'm going to a magnesium pool. I'm going into infrared saunas. I'm going to fucking physios. (laughs) I'm literally, yeah. And I was like, fuck, and I have a nickname, and everyone in my life has given me this nickname, and it's called Dramatic. And it's obviously Maddie and Dramatic put together. And I'm like, I kind of just like live with it, like, yeah, okay. But I'm like, it actually fucking hurts, but I'll laugh at it with you. To the point where I'm like, nah, it's actually really painful. Like, I'm so. So how did you find this out? Like, what are the tests that they do? Um, it's something more that like, uh, like I'm still figuring out. Like, I need to go to a specialist now about like a rheumatoid. Oh, rare, yeah. that it's something arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, well, if something related, and I have to go see a specialist to be more confirmed. But it's definitely in that direction that I'm like getting put head or head in, and it's basically for trauma. For people who've suffered trauma that they don't ever actually deal with, they hold that yeah, pain and it, and it moves itself around the body and it shows itself through chronic pain. And I'm now researching more and more about it and it's so it makes so much sense because I'm like, fuck, like mm. it makes sense. Like and it's something I've battled with for, for so long. So it's just like, fuck man, I'm a queer person who now has this chronic pain illness. I'm fucking crazy. Like, what else? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I have a good family and I have great friends, so there's so much that I'd be blessed for, but why not speak so obnoxiously loud about it? Because I know that this whole, like, cultural thing that we're talking about, like, stepping out, if I fucking just be like, I'm all these things, Mm. but, like... I'm still cool. Like I'm, I still, I've still got this. Like I'm surviving. Like because the most painful thing about having something that you struggle with in life, whether it be an identity crisis or um, lack of confidence to be your authentic self, or chronic illness or mental illness, it doesn't matter what it is. If you have something, that the worst part about it is feeling isolated, mm. feeling like you haven't got anyone that you feel like 
oh, I relate, oh, I'm not alone. And there's so much power in numbers. And I say often, so when you feel like there's someone that's like on your side, even if they're on the other side of the fucking world and you, you can see them, you're like, okay, cool. I feel safe. Like I feel seen. I feel like, okay, I'm not. You're like represented I still as, like, have as well. A quality of life, yeah. you know, because there is people out there and they're going to teach me a way that I can cope differently because my way is not working or I can share my coping mechanism with someone else. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Rather than queer is growing. And I still fight the fight for queer people. Fuck yeah, I do. Because equality in... You can't be selective on who you choose as you want to be accepting of queer people. You be queer, accepting of queer people or you're fucking homophobic, in my opinion. Yeah. But for me, it's so much more than that for such a bigger... Because with mental health. With mental health. Because queer people usually do hand-in-hand go with mental health because they struggle with like the fear of rejection or they've come out to their parents who have rejected them. Then they've got a fear of abandonment. Then they've got disorders yeah. that are attached. There's so many different attachments that they have to struggle with that people don't fucking get. They don't understand. So if I can be as obnoxiously loud about all of my problems on such a scale where I can even attach a bit of humor into it to help other people. Mm. That's sort of the goal. That's sort of where I'm at, like at the moment. So like, it's scary because I could be egged on the street at any point, any time. <laughs> and like, yeah. I'm sure, you know, I may one day, like who knows, but I've even been actually like yelled at on the street once. I've actually been approached on the street before. Um, whole different story, but like I, I hold my own in a way of like, I'm scared like I get really scared to be who I am but I feel like I need to yeah. like I feel a duty of care for people because so far I've made an impact on a small Man, like, amount of people but I'm inspired by you <laughs> and I feel like I don't have those kind of identity issues I feel like I'm pretty sweet in where I'm at but like I still take inspiration from you in uh, like mm-hmm. a bunch of ways with the, the way that you can be yourself and like the, to dress the way that you want to like I mean, fucking, I definitely, like, late, lately, I've even felt better. Like, I'd never wear a gold watch. Like, even just, you know, that's, like, simple. You know what I mean? That's, like, a simple thing. Yeah. But, like, that's the kind of, I guess, the the further or, like, the straighter and the, the more, like, normal you are. Yeah. Like, the harder it is for you to take any risk. Like, even mm-hmm. fucking my hair, people constantly like, when are you cut your fucking hair? When are you cut your hair? Your hair looks ridiculous. You look like a fucking Jew. You look like, the, you know what I mean? No. And it's just like, all all that shit. Like, yeah. so when you're quote unquote normal, like the, the, it's hard to take any left or right step towards no. fucking anything that you might think is cool. I know. You know, so it's like, it's not even just the, the queer community or the people that, you know, have mental health issues. Like, I feel like if you're alive and you're mm. fucking breathing and you're trying to go through like a, mm. what we would call like a normal life, you're not a dude that sits in a cave and meditates for 20 years because those yeah. people exist. Yeah. If you're not that guy, then like you deal with mental health. You're on a spectrum of mental Absolutely. health. There's like, it's like a car's fucking rev limiter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you might be just cruising fifth gear, 3000 yeah. revs. This is fucking butter. Mm-hmm. Or you might be in third gear fucking <laughs> and you're like really fucking struggling with it. Yeah. But either way, like the rev count is going in some capacity. Yeah. And so I just think it's not just those 
you know, people that are, um, yeah, queer or whatever. Like, I think that you can inspire fucking anybody by just being yourself. Absolutely. It's crazy. Like, I, even at school, like, being different, I did it, but I, the, the maturity of me back then was very different in my coping ways. Like, you know, I was brutalized at, like, the age of 14, and it changed me for the, forever. Mm. and it's i've literally like your brain hits the survival mode tactic where trauma happens to you and you tend to to survive to not relive that trauma you black it out and you Mm -hmm. pretend it didn't happen and you try and forget about it and that's what happened to me except as an adult as a kid it stuck with me and i couldn't stop thinking about it and like what to happened? Be, so to be tra- oh, I've I've spoken about it a lot. So it's kind of takes the emotion out of it now. It's like when I was fourteen, I came out as quit like, as gay. I was a lesbian. Actually, was bisexual. I was seeing different boys, but I watched the OC, and it was like iconic. And Shout Alex, out to Marissa. yeah, <laughs> Alex and Marissa made out, yeah. and I rewound it, and then would watch it again and watch it again. And I'd be like, why do I feel things about these two and whatever? Then I thought, fuck, you know, I really want to kiss a girl. And then, like, me and my friends used to kiss and, like, all that for the boys on webcam. Like, that absolutely happened. And shit. Yeah. And, yeah. like, thinking about it, you're like, fuck, oh, my God, I can't believe we did that. Um, But, you know, and I came out to my friends and I actually had no fear about doing it. I, like, walked into school one day and it was a Catholic school and I was like, I think I like girls stay so like straight up to my friends and do to be honest my friends like cool do you think i'm hot like Uh. they weren't rude they were sweet like it wasn't that that wasn't the problem we were in grade nine um we ended up they were just like cool you're the bisexual one and i was like ha ha the school found out about it they were not impressed like catholic school people back then were like fuck that like no and like you know getting probably what up yeah like literally yeah. literally and then i went That's to a, fucked. i went to a party and you know as you do and i got on the cruises with the girls in the passion pop and then basically went back with these dudes like with my friend and yeah next thing i know i was like you know gang raped by a group of older guys because Fuck. i was the lesbian they found out i was a lesbian and they were in a few grades older and one of them was even in his 20s i was 14 yeah and it was it was a hate crime it was a hate attack complete hate attack towards me because they didn't take me seriously and they were basically just yeah fucking pigs that's fucking crazy yeah absolutely pigs and i was 14 and i was left in an abandoned house and i remember like coming to being like i don't know what to do now what do i do what do i fucking do and i ran and i escaped to my friend's house and i hid there and i kept it quiet but i was really fucking traumatized i was in a state of shock where i acted out and i didn't know really how to respond but i ended up coming out to my mum and that and and telling her that I was attacked at the same time because I was just like not I was just not I went from being one kid to a different kid overnight and my my mom knew and my family knew and she was just like what happened what happened like what's going on and I said I'm gay also I was gang raped and I said it on the same at the same time so my mom knew she was like you aren't gay 
you think you're gay because you're attacked. So my whole life growing up, I had to be like, fight for my sexuality to be like, I was not. It's not a product of the trauma. No, I was was fucking attacked because because of that. And that was for me the biggest fight that I've ever had to fight in my life is my mum, I would have to hide it behind her back and be like, be trying to be queer and try and self discover, like do self discovery, but then be like, have her be like, don't do that because you're you're affecting your that looks pretty gay. Yeah, you're affecting your adulthood and you're warping your brain. You're you don't want to do. And, but she didn't come from a place of like she wasn't homophobic. She was just like, no, 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 no. She you're, was convinced. You're that, confused, yeah. and you, I don't want you to f- fuck with your head. Like oh, as a that's kid, because so my mom's not homophobic. Like now, she's like, woohoo, gay. Like she's not homophobic by any means. But she was just like, you can't be 14 and have something so traumatic like that happen to you and not mm. probably think that. So then the school found out about it. I never wanted to press charges because Why? I was. Scared. I was just scared because yeah. these kids were really cool and popular and there were a lot do of... Do you still you know who they are? Yes, I do. Um, do you ne- have you ever done anything about it? One of them have approached me in a club f- a few years ago and attempted to apologise. I basically spiralled, but the rest I wanna of them... I want to bash the cunt. <laughs> My dad wants to set them on fire. But um, wow. the others don't live near me, no. They've moved away, thank God. But one of them... I think uh, to me I think in my head I'm like fuck that must haunt you I'm I and you know what you will have daughters or a son you know one day or you know any child you will have and I hope one day you look at them and imagine what would you do if that you did to them what happened what you did to me and I think it haunts them more like to me I've kind of always put in perspective that certain things happen to people for a reason so they can like build and grow and like speak in a way of being productive to help others who maybe don't have inner strength to like mm. you know battle because you get two choices you either let it kill you or you make let it make you stronger and i let it kill me for a lot of years i did i tried drugs at a young age i spiraled my fucking i got actually put into guidance counselors who at school because i was catholic it was basically conversion therapy like it was and it was like every day i would have to go into a guidance counselor and they'd put me on a camera and be like you're not who you are you're not who you are and i was like i am queer i am queer but like no you're not you're attacked who did it who did it my dad became an alcoholic because he couldn't deal with the sort of that happening so he used to come and he didn't sleep so i did carry my sexual identity my dad's alcoholism like my trauma all in one to the point where I used to just beat everyone up as a kid because I was like who the fuck am I then what like I'm the cause of this I did this to this person I'm ruining my dad's life I've done this to this person I'm fucking up my household my parents are now separated because it's all my fault and I carried that for so many years to the point where I hated myself so I did stupid amount of drugs I was just fucked I literally even like a prison sentence for like a little bit like because I was so like ready to just be like I give up I gave up for so long and then I thought well why like my family still love me for a reason I still have like a big heart and I've been through a lot so like my biggest thing was okay I need to turn evil into good and that's sort of where I started a few years ago where I'm like why am I gonna let this turn me into shit when I can 
more so speak openly and honestly and I think everyone who saw me grow up through school can be like no one would have guessed that we all thought she was gonna die because I was I used to do drugs he's fucking like I used to be like a vigilante for kids that used to get bullied by other kids at school I only ever bashed bullies I used to beat them up like constantly and I never had the support of the school behind me they threw me out like yeah I was rejected by everyone so I, I developed borderline personality disorder which is what I talk about now often because I was literally rejected by the world mm-hmm. for my entire childhood so I had it stolen from me so I think it's like sort of like up to me now to speak openly to people and be like you know it doesn't matter what you go through you have a choice and like you're not by yourself people have been through fucking shit dude like I for one have been and I'll be honest about that if it's going to help other people and I think that's why I do it on so many different levels of mental health trauma queerness like be who you fucking are because whatever's happened to you in your life has happened to you and life is giving you choices like yeah life is throwing lemons at you you're either going to squirt them in your eyes or you're going to do a shot of tequila it's your fucking choice and I know it's hard, but be brave. But I think the more people that start doing shots and throw a fucking party rather than just cry with lemon in their eye, like the better we will be as a world. And that's my weird way of thinking about it. So that's sort of why I am who I am. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, man. I feel fucking terrible for you no don't no but i mean just (laughs) to have to go like yeah it's just fucked up yeah it was hard and it wasn't only hard for me it was it's something my sister had to live through like my twin sister is was just as traumatized by the entirety of it and i still like we live together she's my soulmate fucking love that bitch like her and i there's no one in this world like i would kill for and in days where i get so depressed sometimes even to, to this day she's my will to live like i say to her i'm like i don't care if my depression ever gets so bad to the point of just breaking ever i will never leave you just know that so she knows that so it's like her sense of security i was mm-hmm. like i'll never let you live without me if, it, if it's on accident and a bus hits me then so be it touch wood but like yeah she's my will to live because she also had to go through that so there's yeah there's there's so much but all i can really do for it now is just like build off it you know what i mean like in a fucked up way like capitalize it not of a way for profit for me so i can drive a lambo or live in a mansion because my business I bet like I break even so I can continue on so I can build a community I don't want to make money I don't want to be a millionaire I don't need money for that if I was ever a millionaire on accident I'd give it away mm-hmm. but it's because I think people real this stuff that happened to me happens to so many people and people don't realize how common this shit is it's fucked up the amount of trauma that keep it, I've heard now the stories I've heard from people who have heard my story, who have come open to me and be like, did you know this actually happened to me? I'm like, fuck, man. Like, you know, it's so common, it's scary. Mm. So the more people realize it's so common, as fucked up as it is, because it's like not in our hands, really. Like, you know, we can't control predators. We can't control haters or people feel with hate. We can only really stand together. 
So I think the more people who use their evil to speak up, if they're brave enough to do so, or at least like support me into do doing that, like that's epic. Because that's all I want to do, which is build a space for people to feel safe. Mm. You know, because I I lacked that for most of my life. Fuck, like I could just. That's just like the perfect storm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Of just so much fucked up shit. Oh, that's totally. just so out of your control. Yeah, and yeah. Fuck, don't even know what to say. Yeah, I know. I usually I usually have this effect on people when they're like, I don't know what to say, and it's like, it's I know it's fucked. It's cool because it's horrible, and you know, there's a lot of decisions I wish I could take back, in ways that I handled it, but I can't live like that. And but you know what like you're just so fucking powerful <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. i just that's the thinking that i've got now from this like for you to be able to like sit there look the way that you do talk the way that you do talk about the things that you're talking about like fuck man like that <laughs> is the kind of shit that literally like can change yeah people's worlds that's the kind of thing that can change so many different lives like just going through all of that mm. and then being there now and talking about it in that way like there is so much fucking power in that you know well yeah i just say like, i've looked up to there's a lot of people out there who do who are advocates like um like i watch and i fucking fall in love with because for someone like me like it's good to have people un- like un- like who are watching me feel feel unified but for me it's like being an advocate you want support knowing that there's other advocates out there as well that you're not you're yeah. the only advocate and i'm such a small advocate and i look at big people that are overseas that are fighting the fight and protests against racism who are you know fighting for trans lives who are fighting for queer lives and equal rights and fucking human rights there are people yeah. out there you know, like there's a um, drag queen at the moment on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Did I just say RuPaul's Drag Race? I always do that. Um, I can't even help you out. I've got no idea it, what you're trying to it's, say. It's it's for in queer culture. It is the the um it, it, any anyone who's listening who knows or it's not even just queer culture. It's drag queens. They basically compete. If you put Australia, America's Next Top Model, and Project Runway. If you know any of those shows together combined, yeah, right. It's that but the and drag it's version huge. of that. It's huge. Like wow. it's so. It's a it's a TV show that basically RuPaul Charles. He was one of the very first drag queens from the um, original club kids scene in New York City from decades ago. The original people who had that fuck it, take no prisoners attitude where they'd go to we clubs are fucking gay yeah but not yeah not yeah. even though they just go to clubs dresses you know in costumes and it was such yeah. an art form to be like fuck you society type of thing and rupaul was you know is from that generation and has basically created such a platform for drag queens and queer education and it's just become this phenomenon and now I'm obsessed with it. It's my religion, basically. And even at the moment, there's a specific a specific drag queen on the UK version, and her name is Bimini. And she, or they are, they actually identify as a non-binary person, which I can also relate with. But 
it's so cool because people like that are given platforms now and yeah. they are someone who can educate on such a broad spectrum like they're probably the most trending person on the planet as we speak at the moment like and it's just so cool because they're queer they're non-binary like they're an activist they want to like break down patriarchy and it's like that's cool and like they're popular and i'm like sick fuck the kardashians (laughs) like do you know what i mean like the world is changing and politics are trending and these people are out there who are activists and it's like really comforting for me to know that those are the people who are um given the spotlight at the moment yeah so it's kind of like it's there's definitely power shifting in like our society at the moment thank fuck and australia is always about in my uh subjective opinion about six to eight years behind america no totally so whatever's going on in america Mm -hmm. so it's funny like i've been home three years Mm -hmm. so i lived there for eight and -hmm. i've been home for three now Mm -hmm. and i'm just now starting to see some shit and it's like one of the original attractions for me to you was i was like this this is fucking west hollywood like (laughs) right here and i'm and i'm like oh you've never been there yeah oh yeah you gotta go yeah. But like, th- I'm like, this is, this is that vibe. This yeah. is that. And you'll be like the first one. Mm-hmm. So if I'm my six to eight years in three years time, you know, there's going to be that similar sort of thing going on here. And I think you yeah. can see that in fashion. You can see it in podcasting. Yeah. Like, honestly, like that's the reason I fucking started the podcast when I come home is I was mm-hmm. like, what's like the thing I could be first to market at? and just like do good that's there that's not here Mm -hmm. that i could actually do Mm -hmm. and it's playing out you know i mean we're like three years in and in six years like i probably would be in a position like a good position where i'm like oh this could be like an american thing like you're getting the same money the same sponsors the same so any anytime i get like bummed that shit's not working or shit's not going this way i'm not making this much money or blah 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 i'm like fuck you three years behind still yeah like i'm just i took the hit i was the dude that i I, for six years i gotta eat shit yeah because we're just six years behind literally you know literally and that's where that's the same i think culturally we're the same too i definitely think like for me um it's such a it's a scary thing for what i want to do sort of as a business Mm. Um, when it comes to fashion because it's very hard to invest so much money into something that's either going to be a hit or miss and I don't want to be commercial I kind of want to like I said make noise and create a like a trend so to speak but my whole point is to have a message and a trend combined and that's where the volumes come into my business where I'm like volume one mm. I've renamed a mental health disorder into something less clinical um to help people feel a little bit more like it's more approachable totally you know and for me to do that and create like fucking a unisex i'm going to show you 10 different ways you can wear it as a boy a girl whoever the fuck you want to be and i'm going to show you a girl spitting in her boyfriend's mouth and her armpits are hairy and then I'm going to show you me like with another girl and then a boy in a skirt. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And it's a, it's a risky thing to do, but it's a very powerful message that I'm trying Mm. to like portray. It's not only the Gold Coast, but on such a bigger spectrum. And I, I just, it's very hard as someone who, you know, you want to invest this money into, you're like, you want to put it out there, but it's like, fuck, 
you want it to grow, but will people want it? Mm. Like, do you stick, do you sell out and be commercialized in a way of like, oh, you're going to do the same thing of what's trending or are you going to make your own fucking trend? Like, it's like... Do both. Yeah, well, I, you know, that's the thing. And I, I, I really sit back and really procrastinate. You know, often what I do when I'm my most creative is that was when I'm in my most manic moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm having Hey, a, Van Gogh cut his fucking ear off. Yeah, I and I have manic moments. Sometimes I literally, and it gets to a point like... Like let let this be known. This should probably be reined in. Like this, I'm not a role model by any means. Saying I'm cured from mental health, and you should learn from me. I got a long way to go myself. And you're I'm you're still, in the thick of the process. Fuck yeah, and yeah. I'm learning about it. But sometimes I kind of like go for the ride. I'm like, oh, and I can really recognise when I'm manic, and I'm like, okay, don't drive. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't drive your car. You're feeling manic because it's like a euphoric feeling. And I can feel myself wanting to smile and like... Like crazy shit. Yeah, like I'm on acid. Like the Joker. Yeah, yeah I yeah. fully, but in like not a super villain way. In a no, way yeah, of like, yeah. oh, I feel manic. I can, but I've like learned to recognize it after lockdown where I was manic all the time. I now recognize when I'm manic and I'm having moments. Um, but the way I channel it is I'm like, okay, get some creativity flowing. And I'm mm. my most creative. That's fucking cool. When I'm manic. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of sit back and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a bit like meh today. Like I'm kind of feeling a bit flat. I'm not really feeling inspired. Only, I don't know, I feel a bit groundhog day, like whatever. But when I'm feeling manic is when I watch something cool or something inspires me and I'm like, okay. Mm. Gonna, and then that's when my best work comes but it's always scary when you're like manic you but then you don't want that to become like a crutch that you lean on yeah and you're, and you're like, like you're trying to get to that state because totally. it's like a because that's like a drug state essentially like yeah. anytime that um like i smoke weed daily mm. and i find that if i'm like reaching for it and mm. it's not a part of like my normal routine i don't smoke like a lot of weed in terms of mm. like here's the amount of flowers that I burn. Mm -hmm. It's like not a lot of weed, but I do smoke every day. Yeah. And I know I'm like, fuck, you're like going through weed in a different way than you normally do. Like that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Like you're leaning into something because it gives you these feelings. And I'm the same. Like it feels like it slows down my fucking shit that I got going on and I can just concentrate on one task at a time. And, but then that one task at a time, kind of goes to like no tasks at a time and then you're just cruising and then you're just like then you're just getting stoned yeah and it's like cool don't do that that's fucking bad (laughs) nobody should do that you're leaning on this thing as a crutch but it's realistic a lot of people do it oh and and it's this con it's a constant thing that you've got to like rein in and i i'm perfectly perfectly fine with like the way that i use it yeah and because i know that i do have that i got that filter where i'm like oh fuck you're doing this like this is too much now yeah but it's like what you're saying is like that you can seek that manic state you can seek it out because you're like fuck i'm productive here i'm creative here and i think that's what all addictions all uh things all crutches that you kind of lean on whether it's like sex friends partying Mm -hmm. going out Mm -hmm. fucking drugs whatever then you porn fuck it you know you can mm-hmm. feel like if there's a hole and something makes you feel better then it's fucking easy and natural to lean into that thing yeah it's so funny because i think about it in my way of my manic states and i always know how i do it is either draw things and like 
from the collection that I have in my business now for my volume one, if I, I don't think I'd ever show anyone the pictures of what the, the drawing of what that originally looked like to what it became. It was fuck. It looked like a fucking child did it. Like mm. it was so stupid that I like, it's like showing someone, this is how, what I drew it on this manic day. And this is what it's become now. It's kind of cool, but it's also kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one thing that I always think about is when someone goes through my phone, I don't care if anyone looks up my porn history. I don't care. Like, I have some weird fucking shit in there. Like, I have fucking OnlyFans. Like, I do that. I do all the shit. Like, I don't care about... I'm shameless when it comes to that shit. But you do OnlyFans or you, like, I have, have OnlyFans. No, like no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have What are you my, putting on that shit? I basically... Do you know what? I actually give a lot of advice to a lot of anonymous people who want to come out of the closet fuck and I'm like that's your choice to want to subscribe to do that anonymously like feel free to anyone you have my trust that if anyone ever came to me non-anonymously like to be like yo I'm actually feeling quite gay and confused like I like I can always try like uh, that's my word but I guess people don't want to take that risk so they yeah, yeah. choose to subscribe to me and like ask me questions wow that's yeah. cool as fuck there's also other dudes who are like can you spit on your toes and i'll pay you 50 bucks and i w- i'm like yes sweet okay and like i do like i'm not gonna lie i do and um so that sort of stuff i'm not afraid of talking about like admitting like i'm very big advocate when it comes to sex workers and stuff like that like i think there's such a stigma attached around the people who choose to do sex work as well did um, you listen have you listened to the renee gracie podcast that we did no yeah do you know who she is is she friends with jess yeah did they do the podcast yeah, with jess yeah, yeah, yeah i know jess so renee is like the fucking g of all g's when it comes to that shit like she fucking yeah. murders it like financially on there oh yeah but like her headspace and like she changed my i've always been pro sex work mm. um it forever mm. because it's like one of the oldest occupations ever. Like, yeah, you go all the way through history. There was fucking whores all yeah, through history, absolutely. and it's like it's yeah. such a huge part mm-hmm. of society. Mm-hmm. And it's only through like Catholicism and mm-hmm. modern religions that there became a taboo around it. That it's yeah. like for fucking ever, this wasn't a problem. Yeah, it's very very natural. And mm-hmm. there's even like there's even studies around monkeys that will pay for sex yeah. with like fruit and like the it's the yeah. fucking as far as I'm personally concerned the yeah. jury is out on yeah. like the biological nature of sex work like oh. it's just a fucking thing that we gravitate towards and the the problem with the sex work industry though mm. is control of men over women yeah that's the ultimate problem with it and I think that what you're seeing now with like Pornhub and OnlyFans mm-hmm. and all of these like like adult creators, like that's what Renee calls herself. Mm-hmm. She's an adult creator. She's not a porn star. She's not. No. She's an adult creator. Totally. Yeah. And because people want that fucking content. Yeah. And there's people like I've watched some fucked up porn before. Yeah. Don't know where the fucking. We all do. Yeah. Hundred percent. I don't, yeah, we I don't yeah. know where it come from, and yeah. I'm probably not going to do any of that shit in yeah. real life. And I'm just like, eh, let's fucking search this shit. What are yeah. people looking at? Yeah. Everyone's fucking done that yeah, shit. There's absolutely. there's some weird sexuality mm-hmm. is a fucking weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you want to like suppress that and push it down <laughs> and like, yeah. then fucking go for it. That's on you. Totally. But it is 
very normal yeah. for weird sexual so shit common. to enter your fucking brain. To- uh, totally. Like, I'm actually admitted it. I used to watch, like, someone used to say to me, what's, like, something that would, like, porn? I'm like, if you think me watching lesbian porn is what I do, you are sadly mistaken. I do not watch lesbian porn. I said, I would get off to, like, you know two bogans having sex in like a crowd of like the fucking g6 <laughs> car racing like you know since i'm doing drinking 4x like i have weird like fetishy but i'm like do i want to see that in real life no would yeah. i get off in real life and walk past that no but in my mind i sexualize it and i, I don't know we all do it and it's just like yeah. shut up don't lie and be like I love watching that hot guy have sex with that hot girl. No, you, you yeah, cool, but hey, like eighty percent of the time, that's me. Yeah, twenty percent of the time, weird shit. Yeah, like things so weird, but we all do it, and it's just and you like, don't know where it comes from either. But some people really question themselves and like you yeah. know fucked up, and they go, "Oh, I'm a fucked up person." Like you're not. Like we all do it. We all think about weird, fucked up shit, you know, and about sleeping with weird people and have weird fetishes that we probably never would have act on in real life but we love to think about it like mm. with only fans i think it's a really good thing and i think the great thing with sex workers is to be out like the, with covid to be able to translate online mm. so many girls that i know that were like strippers or escorts yeah 100 i know or even men thing. that i know that were you know strippers or escorts or you know um people in general they're like fuck yes thank you covid like i've made all more- the gross shit of like dealing with dudes in person yeah having sweaty fucking hands trying to touch your pussy like yeah gone yeah i'm all- in my lounge room now and making bank even those those customers at those venues have been given an opportunity to be more open-minded and ask for more on an anonymous level mm. but they're still going to pay more because they're not going to sit there in person and go do this weird fetishy thing that i'm into in person either yeah so they've been given that that yeah. freedom too so yeah. it's kind of like a win on both ends Fuck where yeah, they I've get to meet in the middle yeah. so that's why everyone's capitalizing so finally this dude gets to see you know because a lot of strippers who would have been regulars back in the clubs or in the brothels or wherever or you know during out calls for sex work like all those dudes probably would have been a bit shy to yeah, want to see some yeah, shit yeah, but yeah. now they're like shy guy 101 that's their really username know, i don't really know like many dudes that have had like good hooker experiences like it's always pretty fucking like <laughs> vanilla sex like i feel like unless you're regularly fucking a chick like mm. that it's real, like, a lot of performance anxiety. Yeah. Gotta get my money's worth. Not once. Instant regret. Yeah. Like, so... I feel like that's the fucking story. Well, so many... Like, so much of the time. You're, you're walking into their house. You know what I mean? That's intimidating. And you think, as, like, a client, when you walk in, like, the best thing... Me and my ex actually used to work as a reception at a brothel. Let me oh, tell really? you, it is legit, was the job. Like, the best job I've ever had. Really? Yeah, because I used to... Well, I even used to drive the girls to their out calls and we'd sit in reception and we'd do fucking the... Fucking o- pimp shit. We'd do the overnight. We'd be behind our glass box and fucking eating on Netflix and, like, you know, just chilling and, like, the like Johns would walk in and they'd do, do the lineup with the girls and it was just, like, so interesting and insightful and, yeah. you know, we'd have conversation with the workers and, you know, they would tell us what's up. But the thing is, you're walking into their house. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. And then and now the girls will, like, they know how to read you. They, and I, I love it. I admire the fuck out of sex workers for it because they can, like, smell fear. They can yeah. smell the hole in that person. The anxiety, they, the And the they shake. exploit yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I'm like, fuck yeah, do you thing, you yeah. know? 
and I think that but that's also what John's like about it like um but I think the great thing with COVID is it can all be translated online. So a lot of it's safer in a way because yeah, a lot of the anonymity's there. Yeah, yeah. you know, and even clinically, like it's safer. Like yeah. a lot of people aren't exposed to other stuff, and yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, but then again, a lot of other sex workers prefer to do things in person than online, you know, because it is more private. But it's just like so many different options now mm. on how to be a sex worker. And I think it's dope. But And it seems like now more than ever, mm. the females are the ones that are in control. Yeah. And man, like some of my favorite um, porn on YouTube is like watching couples. Yeah. Like I've got like I'm a huge fan of Leo Lulu. You know them on Pornhub. No. They're fucking epic. They're like yeah. this French couple. She's an absolute fucking smoke show. Yeah. And he's fucking killing it. And they've been doing it for years. <laughs> and their fucking videos are insane. Like Mental note taken. Oh, yeah. No, nah, they're fucking good if you like yeah. watching. But again, like that's like pretty vanilla, really. Mm. You know, like it's yeah. fucking hot, two hot people that yeah. are a couple like. To me, that's like as safe as fucking, you know what I mean? But I like them and I think it's fucking rad. They would be making so much money off yeah. Pornhub because like, Pornhub pays. Yeah. They'd be making fucking bank off that shit. Totally. And it's like they're just getting to fuck. They don't put their faces in it mm-hmm. and they're just, they're killing it. They get to express themselves. Like it's fucking awesome sex that they have. And I'm just like, this is fucking great. Like good on you guys. Yeah. Fucking everyone's winning here. You can't be. A lot of people say, um, and they've asked me a lot on OnlyFans and they've asked me even on Instagram. They're like, what's the best way to like do an OnlyFans? Or I'm just scared. My advice to anyone who has fear about being exposed on OnlyFans is you aren't for OnlyFans. You aren't for the 100%. industry. 100%. Like, if you are scared that you're gonna your shit's going to get leaked or someone's going to screenshot or record whatever's on there... Don't do it. Don't do it because it's going to fucking happen. And mm. when it does, you have to be like, yeah, end. Yeah. Like, for me, I'm like... If my shit got leaked, I'd be like, fuck yeah, cool. Then more subscribers. Like, yeah, yeah. don't leak my shit. But honestly, like, <laughs> um, you know, you put a copyright clause there, but like, you do know it happens. It's, yeah. fuck, of course it's going to fucking happen. I reckon like all my exes are fucking subscribed out of curiosity. Who wouldn't? Like, my exes are probably going, I don't have an ex who has OnlyFans myself, but I'm sure as fuck as I did. I'd subscribe because I'm like, what the fuck are they putting what on there? What is she up to? I want to know, like, you know, and so... Was she holding some shit back from me? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, let's see, you know. um, I, I And curiosity kills the cat. And like, I totally open-minded to that. I'm like, if I found out that my ex was on my OnlyFans, I'd be like, I get it. Like, I'd do it too. You have to have that mindset to be like, okay, I'm on this site with all those risks. Yeah. You have to know that that's going to happen. Yeah. And be okay with it. Yeah, I not, totally agree. And not give a fuck. If you're scared it's going to get leaked or if you're in a professional job where your boss would find out and fire you, don't do it. But if you're someone who's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do it and I look good and I hope it gets leaked to a way because then people will be more curious about what else is on there than fucking capitalize on the fact that it's getting leaked. Do it that way. Mm. Like, you've got to have a more open-minded sense or approach to sex work in general to be able to be even be able to be a part of the industry mm. you have to be more accepting you know um sex work code in general is no girl or any sex worker or into that degree you know anyone that i know you don't leave people shit mm. that's just it's just it's code it's like the unspoken code because that's fucked up that's like free labor that you're giving to someone else so it's just funny because if you're someone who 
yeah, like doesn't understand the politics behind sex work and like respect towards other sex workers and, you know, encouraging other sex workers and embracing, you know, feminism or, you know, people in general, like it's not for you. Mm. But I do, I do like I love, I love my OnlyFans just, just for the conversations. It's sick. Yeah. It's so thrilling. It really is. Like it's thrilling. I love it. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I'm on OnlyFans. I'm on TikTok. I'm You're really shit at it. I fucked up on TikTok. Uh, I think I, I'm pretty sure I'm shadow banned on TikTok, but whatever. I tried. Um, but yeah, no. I think social media um, has definitely played its benefits in my in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I can see its downfalls as well. Yeah, it's just a tool. Like you can abuse anything. Oh, absolutely. But you know, you look at like the positives in the education oh, people yeah. learn. Yeah. People put shit on social media all the time. But when I think about it as a whole, I'm like, yeah, but it's sort of what you give to social media. Mm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, have have you ever had straight sex? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I used to fight like oh, back in the day, I'd get so I would sometimes like during my peak of like mental illness, I'd get fucked over by females and be like fuck that and do the whole I'm going to dudes thing. Yeah. And always, I always actually got curious because it like really impacted me thinking, what if I was what if I am was just traumatized? Yeah, yeah. And I always thought about it, and I like kind of always tested those waters too. So I would sort of sleep with dudes, and I I did, and I'd fucking hate it. Like yeah. every time I'd sleep with a guy, I'd be like, nah, yeah, nah. And like I I don't know what it is. I feel it's, like I'd have that if I fucked a dude. Yeah, <laughs> you just and it's just like because it's about like for me I'm the dominant one in the in like yeah. the sex when it comes to sleeping with other women and you know like I like to sort of have that control and like that's my type like I like to be the dominant one so when dudes try and do that to me I'm just like oh. And just, like, the face, like, no offense, because you're doing, but, like, just, like, the face, oh, just, it's just not for me. That's I, fucking uh, awesome. I yeah. just, like, can't, like, the thought of looking up to, like, you know, giving a dude a blowjob and, like, him looking down at you with his double chin just gives me absolute nightmares. It's like, That's I can't f- even. You sound like you're sucking Peter Griffin's dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I just can't, like. That's it's fucking just, awesome. It's not my preference, but then I think about threesomes and I always think, like, I'd be in a threesome, but like I'd love to watch a dude sleep with my girlfriend or mm. another girl in front of me. I'd love that. I'd share a girl with a guy, but don't touch me. But yeah, I'm into yeah. like watching it yeah. because like that's hot to me, but just don't do it to me. It's just that we don't gel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, uh, it's funny that you can just fucking know too. It's yeah. It's not even a process that has to it's not like a question that you've got to work through no i don't gel i just don't and like my i've dated someone before who's like really wanted to have like three ways and be like oh let's introduce like another guy and like whatever and i think uh she in particular she just was really open-minded when it came to sex in general so she just wanted to play around and like she was the type of person who would go to like sex parties and stuff Mm. they have that open mind i'm so anxious as a person to ever 
go to something like that. Yeah. Like, I'd hear stories about sex parties and be like... Are they super common on the Gold Coast? Like, no. Is a scene? Yeah, because, no. dude, in LA, holy mm. fuck. Every time I... There was this one bar that I used to go out all the time. That, yeah. Where we lived there, sort of... When I first lived in America, it was just kind of like a fucking small town, but they're like the motocross industry was there. Yeah. And they had like an old cowboy western town. And, um, <laughs> and we used to... It was called Public House. We used to go there constantly every time i went there some dude tried to get me to fuck his wife <laughs> no i'm not even exaggerating man. i had one dude tell me that his wife could suck start a harley what? Yeah. like and i just fucking stumbled across this whole scene of these old couples that just wanted to have young dudes dick mm. their wife down yeah and it was a fucking hectic it's like so it was off-putting dude it's so common over, it was hectic over there i've had so many couples hit me up um to do the same actually like you'd be do like, you get much like femdom shit yeah, yeah yeah but i just get a lot my thing that i go out when i experience the most of is couples that like hit me up and like it's so it's fucking so stupid because what happens is i'll go out i'll see i'll notice these people like looking at me like and and they're like like talk and i'm like hey yes let like i'm a lesbian like yep hey because they're like look at that chick over there she's like a lesbian or what are you or is that that chick that dated that chick from that reality tv show i never know anymore i'm just like one of the isn't that that crazy bitch that went full nuts at lockdown like (laughs) i never know whatever how you identify me as i don't know anymore and I, um, but that happens, and then like I'll go home the next day, I'll open my DMs. So yeah. like, me and my partner saw you at the pub or whatever the other night, and we we're just wondering, like, would you ever be open to like a three way? And I'm like, one, grow a pair and fucking just ask come me, talk to me, yeah, even though I'd probably have a mental anxiety <laughs> attack, but just fucking grow a pair because yeah. I know who you are, yeah, um. But I get it all the time, like, or I get like a drunk girl sloppy in the bathroom who feels like I'm the type of girl that just because you're straight, I'm going to want to have sex with you. Mm. And it's like, I don't have a type apparently. And hey, yeah, so that's like a, that is, so this is one thing that I found out in, sorry to cut you off. No, 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 I just got hit. Um, When I was in uh, West Hollywood, we'd go to gay bars all the time. Mm. The reason being. There was always hot chicks there. Always. That did not want to get pestered by dudes. Yeah. And they fucking sent it from (laughs) three in the afternoon. So I could fucking walk down at 3.30, fucking send it and be in bed by 10. (laughs) And like full on like 9.30 p.m. in a fucking gay bar in West Hollywood is just like techno fucking doof. The shades are closed. It is fucking heaving and it's 9.30. And then you go, you get your Apple bedtime reminder at at fucking (laughs) 8.45. And then you're like, oh, peace, bro. And then you're out. But one of like my initial reservations of going and spending time at these um, gay bars is I'm like, every dude wants to fuck me. Absolutely. That is so not the case. In all that time of being there, I had one dude even like remotely Mm. kind of proposition me Mm. and then i think he was kind of taken back like oh fuck you're not gay yeah and that was it that was all i had yeah i was just like oh 
not all these dudes want to fuck me. No. Like, they, you have, like, gay dudes have a type. Like, yeah. their type isn't just a really, fucking ass. That's it. No, they're really picky. Like, we're, a lot of people are really picky. I think queer people are super picky. Like, I'm fucking picky. Like, I like feminine females. That's what I like. Like, I just love, like, everything about a feminine female. That's my type. I would not... I don't want to be approached by... And, like, I'm I'm the kind of person that notices, like, I pick up on depth in people. Yeah. Like, I, I can spot a person who, I guess, I can sense, like, a bit of a journey in someone quite quickly. Yeah. Like, and their demeanour and sort of how, like, they approach, like, conversations straight away. So, I'm really drawn to people who are, like, So, you depth. don't do superficial at all? No, I fuck yeah, I do. I've done a lot but of there's, yeah, but there's got to be like depth there, like in yeah. for you to be like attracted to that person. Like emotional like, intelligence yeah. is really appealing to me. Um, you know, I can definitely say all of my exes have something about them that like is depth. Like whether it be yeah, um, more in touch with like astrology, like Tash my ex like you know from the show like she was very into astrology and she was very into like she's very intellectual and i was very drawn to that because i found it really sexy mm. um she was also kind of to me what i would explain like david bowie's love child and like that was hot to me i really loved that and you know um she'd do like just things that were out the box so she do acting classes like that I'm aware of now in like community centers, which would be so like lame, mm. like somewhere like here, which is a superficial town. But I love those things about her, and she'd do, fuck, what was it? I think it was tango. Fuck, if I get this wrong, or I like feel, salsa or something. Salsa, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah. She would do salsa dancing at like, who does that? Like, yeah. you know, if my friends, like, let's be honest, said I'm doing salsa dancing on a Wednesday night, everyone would be like, what the fuck are you doing that for? <laughs> but she'd do that, and she didn't care, and she'd do slam poetry and like really yeah, like cool obscure way. shit and i was like i love that's why i loved her even though she was superficial as fuck like she was all about that shit like she went on a fucking reality tv show for fuck's sake of course she yeah. was but she had that about her that side of her where she was literally all of those things and that's what i was so drawn to and that was a sex appeal for her and then you know i've been with my my recent ex lucy who again very like they're listening to this i'm literally like whatever um but she again was someone who was so self-expressive that a lot of people i think found it obnoxious like she would just get in front of a camera like i remember it was halloween and she literally dressed up as we dressed up as batman and robin and she just got on top of a fucking table full of people she didn't even know and just posed and there was a hundred people taking photos of her and she was like i don't give a fuck and she just didn't care and it was like i love me like that i'm so unapologetically me and it was that to her that drew me in yeah, like there was yeah. always something about someone that was interesting and questionable that draws me into being attracted to a person um so that's what i think i love the most is like yeah i like superficial girls like um love strippers 
Don't get me wrong, like, I really do, but... Uh, we've all fallen in love with a stripper. I know, but I just, like, I don't see... If I just see, like, a, a typical hot girl, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can appreciate that you're, like, attractive. Yeah, yeah. But I need scars on people to be like, oh, I'll love you. Like, I want to love you. Like, I want to hang out with you. Because, like, there's something there to love. Yeah, because, like, I require patience. If you're going to be with me, you need to be a very patient person because I'm very complex and someone who can sort of handle that. Like, I'm literally, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Girl Interrupted as, like, a film. No, like, no, no, I've heard of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, a mixture of her, like, more so her and Gia. Like, emotionally, she played Angelina Jolie and anyone who's a lesbian ever knows these movies. She played a character called Gia and a character called Lisa Rowe. Combine those together on an emotional level, that is me as a person. And for people who know what like, that would mean, that it's a lot. Like, I'm needy, I'm psychotic, but in the best way, I have the biggest heart in the world. I'll do anything for you, I'll die for you. Yeah. But, like, I have so much trauma attached to me. Like, so I'm a very complex person to be with, so I need someone who can sort of match that. And I'm never going to change. That's the thing. Like, I'm now conditioned to have my life to be that way i'm going to be left with these scars forever i'm adapting to deal with them but i need someone who will be understanding of that yeah and grow to understand that and that i'll have like certain twerks or things about me that's what draws me to people Mm. like like i it's to make it short and sweet like i'll notice someone meet someone i'll go on a date with someone i'm like you'd never handle me Yeah, yeah yeah see you later yeah like I know straight away so that's why it's like yeah confusing when it comes to dating and like I often feel like a lot of people like pretend or front like oh yeah, yeah I could handle someone like you and when it comes to it they're like when the rubber hits the road they're like no I'm like okay you're a lot but well that's like that's kind of one of the things I mean I've had this in my own experiences where uh, I'm a fucking weird person. Mm. Like, if you talk to my friends, if you like, they love the weirdness, but it's fucking weird. Like, mm, I'm a yeah. very bizarre person. And mm. there's like some real obvious things where it's awesome. <laughs> and it's got these benefits, and there's like, there's, it's like a double sided coin. And mm-hmm. for all, there's some shit that's amazing. But then when you flip that coin and you go to the other side, there's like fucked up shit. That's like real hard work and real annoying. Like, mm. and you know, for example, like if you want to tell me something, it's like you literally have to convince me to mm. a fault. I was just talking about this today. Like you have to change my mind. Yeah. Or it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm here. This is what I think. This is how I feel. And you would have to educate me to the point where I just go, oh, okay, cool. I can see it like that. But if you can't do that, if you can't articulate your point, Mm. and this was like one of the big things for me growing up. And, you know, like my brother fucking hates this about me. And like people used to say, like, you're so hostile. You say, I'm like, no, I just don't accept that you're trying to tell me something without telling me anything. You need facts. Yeah. Yeah, Like you're literally trying to tell me a thing I need to do, but you can't tell me. Mm. why you can't there's no things unpacked exactly yeah and then that's hard work for people yeah like you've literally like that's why i can sit and talk three hours yeah because i've had fucking three hour conversations about one thing over and over and then i'm like cool all right so let's all right so we've got a resolution there cool let's put that Mm -hmm. there and we'll we'll come back to this anytime we need to now Mm -hmm. so let's work on this next thing Mm -hmm. no here 
<laughs> we've already agreed right here this is where we this is this is fucking sweden we've it's we've so been here we've agreed on this and then it's like then we go okay cool we can agree on this bang yeah. and it's fucking brutal it's so and i hate it about myself but it just is what it is you remind me so much of like my best one of my best friends kendra like it's so funny because i feel like i'm now having a conversation with her she's under the idea um and the impression and look fuck i don't disagree that this world is just one big fat simulation and we're all just living in it and then sometimes it glitches and we're just like getting controlled by the other things and she's so onto the fact that she goes up oh, glitch and simulation like yep this is that's what we live in and you know a lot of people she sounds really senile and everyone's like oh you're so negative like but i'm like but is she or is yeah, she clever yeah. because she's like you where she's like i don't accept until you give me the facts ah, ah, ah before you say anything let me get my evidence i'll collect it myself I'll, I'll be right with you. She'll collect yeah. the evidence, go through it herself, base her opinion off the evidence that is given to her, and then she'll tell you her opinion. Yeah. And th- you can't tell her otherwise. If you don't give her evidence, then collect and go through. If you just tell her something straight, she's like, well, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah. fuck no. Yeah. And I love that about her because she's also the kind of person that smells bullshit on people. Like, I feel yeah. like you might be the same where... You can tell, like, with gaslights, people who gaslight and people who are frauds or, like, present such false representations. I think that's probably why you have such a complex about what people think about your intentions when you do yeah, things with yeah, your success yeah. is like, it's because you can sense that in other people. And I think that's probably why maybe you do that because I know for me, like, I have always have, like, a concern. Like, I hope people see my intentions and I think you're like that. And that's yeah. what she's like as well because... She needs people to convince her that their intentions behind their opinion about something is true. Well, people think that they know way more than they do. Oh, wow. fully. Everybody does. Yeah. Like, the if, if you really break it down, you just don't know what anything is. Mm-mm. There's just these things. We don't know what consciousness is. No. We don't know why we can place our attention on things. We, we There's... Like, we literally know nothing. Like, what we've done is we've created a concept for things. We've created names for things. We've created Mm -hmm. borders for countries. We've created genders. We've... All of this mm. is just these concepts that we've made mm-hmm. and over time, like they're useful, right? Because if there's a pen on the table, mm-hmm. I can go, hey, can you hand me that pen? Mm-hmm. And you can go, yes, I, yeah. know, I know what a pen is <laughs> yeah. and I can get that and I know what you mean when you say, can you hand me that pen? Yeah. And so like all of this shit, like if you just unpack that one thing, it's like, what's a pen? Yeah. Where's the penness? Yeah. Where where when does it become <laughs> so, a pen? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so Spiral. like I op- I operate on that spectrum for what like mm. for whatever reason that's how I see the world. Mm-hmm. And when someone's like God's real. Mm. Maybe. God's not real. Maybe. Yeah. Like there's that's I a just, whole topic that no one can prove. It, like, and and yeah. to like astrology, is mm. it real? maybe is it Mm -hmm. not real maybe Mm -hmm. like you just there's so much shit that you just don't fucking know no and if you want to come at me saying that you know something (laughs) that like no one knows i'm not on board no like i'm just not on board it's i think it's different people's coping mechanisms to the unknown it's easier for them yes that's so fucking true it's so much easier them to go okay it makes me feel safe 
if I have an answer, like I need guidance. That's why people form groups. Yeah. That's the that's the divide in societies. People can't float. Yes. They can't just be like, oh, it's just a, an orange. Like, oh, look at me. I'm reacting like that. I literally, you know, the first fucking t-shirt I ever made ever. Well, I made a few at once, but like one thing I did make is to take the piss on a lot of people who try and have it was like it had so many uh, such a bigger meaning but it said i'm more my personality disorder than my zodiac sign and i put it on a fucking t-shirt and i sold it because i'm like who's you to say i just fucking acted like that because i'm a capricorn like and my moon signs Aries. i don't even want to start on that do you know what i mean where i'm like where i have a scientist doctor who will tell me neurologically i reacted that because of this in my brain because of that yeah so i'm gonna go with that so I'm going to listen to that and that's why I did that not because I was born at this time and my dad had sex yeah. with my mum at, yeah. at this time like ew, ew. <laughs> like do you know what I mean I can't I can't I also can't get on board I had this exact thought today it's funny we're talking about this so I got this friend of mine Harry Bink sickest cunt ever oh he rides motorbikes yeah, yeah. do you know a thing or two about motorbikes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so I got <laughs> Bridget Burt She's a yeah. fucking lord, yeah. sickest chick I know, mm-hmm. and I had I've had Harry on the podcast for like a bunch of times. He's one of my best mates, mm-hmm. and then I had Bridget on, and she's sitting there, and I'm like, "You're fucking Harry Bink. You're yeah. the chick Harry Bink, right?" <laughs> that's as far as I thought. I'm like, "That's fucking really cool. Like they uh. just got a lot of similar mentalities. They can just push through these crazy things. Like so many comparisons that I can draw. They're into mm. the same shit. Anyway, yesterday was Harry's birthday." Mm-hmm. Um, Harry, happy birthday Harry fucking good on you mate you were born today well done <laughs> fucking see I get a message from Bridget hey it's my birthday tomorrow and I was just like oh no fuck it maybe it's true maybe but, but you know what I mean so but it's so this is like a really good example of why this shit exists yeah why this kind of thinking exists because in my personal reality I know these two people that are very fucking similar and then they just happen to be born on the same day. Yeah. And in a microcosm mm-hmm. of my experience and mm-hmm. the people that I know and all the shit that I've got going on and, and me, 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 I can just deduct that from this two things and I can go, astrology, science works, fucking here we go. <laughs> but then if you zoom out and you take the perspective of, of the 7 billion people that are on earth mm-hmm. right now stuck to this rock, mm. how many were born on was it march 6th or 7th yeah whatever it was yeah how many fucking people born there how many of those people are so insanely different and what i've what i've done and what is natural to do is to just cherry pick the things like we're like uh pattern reading machines yeah when i if i hang around you a bunch i start predicting what you're gonna do yeah i predict the context in which you're talking to me yeah i predict the context of your mood and that's what one of the things that fucking to, to talk about relationships when i'm like all right what's up yeah nothing no okay man so my yeah. fucking prediction thing mm-hmm. that is going that has like billions of neurons firing constantly in my fucking brain has mapped your behavior over yeah. these last few years <laughs> pretty fucking reliably that's what happens that's yeah. what happens you get you form you turn into the people you're surrounded by like that's what i mean you're a product of your environment like and you start you you can read these patterns that's literally like what our fucking brain is the best at doing and then it can mm-hmm. predict like it can predict the way you should feel in a certain situation it should mm-hmm. predict 
the when you need sleep, when you need rest. It should predict all of these different things in your life. Mm. It should predict everything that like keeps you safe, moves you forward. And like, and when when people, in, especially in relationships, they want yeah. to deny like, no, 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 you, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like fuck. All I all my brain's job is is to predict the per like yeah. the person I'm living with. Like yeah. you're like this environment that I'm trying to survive in, Literally. and there's like something's fucking different now. Yeah. You, we, we should accept this and talk about it. Well, I have the biggest proof of <clears throat> having astrology being like if you're born on the same day. My twin sister and I are nothing alike. Uh, That's yep. my point. 100%. Blank evidence. Yeah. We could not be more different in any way. And I've had this argument. I say, I, I, won't, tell, I won't tell someone I'm a twin. I'll have a full-blown conversation with someone. Yeah, and then and that's, the like, ace, that's like the fucking... And then at the end, that's, yeah. Full house bitch. That's the little card on my sleeve. Uh, yeah. And then I go, also, I'm a twin and I'm nothing like her. Yeah. And they go, uh, but what's what's how many minutes? It's because her yeah, moon sign's like, fuck off. <laughs> there, I had you. Checkmate, don't even. Like, <laughs> shut up. I'm flipping the fucking checkerboard. It's done. It's over. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm not listening to that. That's... Yeah. That's a that's garbage, and I know there's people who do it for a living, like astrology for a living. And it's exactly what you said before. It's comfort. Yeah, it's, it's easier. It's so much easier for someone to go. Okay, I feel safe knowing that this is the answer. I'm going to go with this, and yes. I think that's what's religious religion is um, as well. Is that like let's just form this comfort group yeah. that we all believe the same thing. We're all going with this. Okay, cool, awesome. Yes. And then, like, that's where... And it takes the pressure off the predictions. Yeah. You don't have to predict. Yeah. You can go on autopilot. Yeah. Because all the pe- you know all the people around you believe in the same thing. That It's easy predictions. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's the way of, like, you being so, like, over-the-top queer. Mm. Like, that fucks with people's predictions. Like, yeah. they don't know... that there's, there's no data. And then mm. when you've got no data in a situation, mm-hmm. it's like being in a room in the dark. There's mm-hmm. You can't, you've got no fucking data. You don't know what you're going to kick your shins on. You don't know, you know, like even me in the conversation, there's been yeah. a couple of times where like, I've had to hold up. I'm like, oh fuck, can I say that? Is that the right thing to say? Yeah. You fuck with the predictions. Yeah. And that's not comfortable for yeah. people. So yeah. it makes sense to for people to, they get in there, they get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Everything's predictable. It's very easy to get along. That's the thing. That's why I'm secretly starting a cult. (laughs) This whole thing that I'm doing is a cult. Um, But no, but I think even like where you said, where you think of a way of where you have to stop yourself sometimes, it's really kind of important for people who want to educate get to hold space for people like you who who have genuine intentions to want to know and be educated. So, you know, like, you couldn't say something that would offend me. Like, I think, you know, for someone like you, you would know right from wrong. Like, people who use like, the word, like, faggot. Like, that's derogatory as fuck. Yeah, you know, you school. can't put that in... A, We're done with that. You can't put that in a way that's not offensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not even... A lot of, like, queer people say faggot as, like... A way of like, haha, taking humor at themselves, and I don't cop that. I'm yeah. like, don't, don't care. Don't call yourself a faggot. Like, I don't, I'm not a faggot. You're not a faggot. Like, fuck faggot. Like, don't use that word. Yeah, that sucks. It's full of hate. There's no, there's nothing positive about it. The you know, weird argument there, though, is the N word. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's to do with oppression. Where I think a lot of people. You know, and we can't speak on people on behalf of people yeah. of color. You know what I mean? We just simply can't do that. But 
in my from conversations that I've had with people around the topic that are people of color, um, they use that word because it's kind of like they take it back because it's yeah. what oppressed them. Yeah. Um. So it's different. Like I don't think you know, we want to take back the word faggot, like, you yeah. know, because they're... That but the same principle could apply, though, if that def- was, like, a collective move, you know what I mean? A collective movement Yeah. of people that said, like, no, we do want this word back. Because, like, man, I fucking say the N-word constantly. Yeah. Like, and I know for sure mm-hmm. I don't have a fucking ounce of racism in mm-hmm. me. I say it out of, like want for Mm -hmm. or like love for that culture yeah and i'll say it to my friends i'll say it to like i'll sing it in music to me like if there is like a i'm almost paying like homage to a culture cooler than mine Mm. in a way yeah and that's like i can't remember like what i was watching but people were i can't i can't really remember what the topic was but it was around people saying that like oh black culture is cool like i wish i was black and it's yeah. like that's like a derogatory thing it's like yeah. it's like yeah i kind of get that it's sort of your argument of like oh, i wish i was gay or queer but yeah. it's like i definitely feel like i should be able to acknowledge yeah. that asap rocky is so much fucking cooler than i would ever be yeah and i kind of wish i had that potential but I can't, I just can't pull that off. He's I, just fucking cool, Emmy. I think it's cool because, like, the power of, like, the turnaround when it comes to the whole concept with racism. Like, you know, a, a black person could easily say, like, oh, yeah, you say you wish you were black as a white person. But, like, for someone like he was American who is, you know, black, they live their life every day of, like, fear of being shot yeah. or having old women hold their handbags and, like, yeah. still treated like thugs. Like, that's a stigma, despite whatever, you know. You could wish you were black because of pop culture. You see the, yeah, you yeah, know, you yeah. know, popular um, black people who are, like, artists and musicians, like, who are absolutely killing the game because, yeah. you know, like, they're so insanely talented at what they do and bring... And it is such an art form with such an amazing like story behind it when it comes to their cultural differences leading back decades in history. Yeah. Like they've got that about them, you know? Like you go to a, a Baptist gospel church, like for a black like, community in the yeah. US, and it's fucking it's amazing. They're all yeah, singing so and that's, fucking sick. Like That's one of the things that that's like one of the it doesn't even have to be like ASAP mm. Rocky. It doesn't even have to be like the dudes that are killing it and mm. like in vogue in the way mm. that you're talking about before. But I remember going to I used to go to um Gwinnett County, Georgia. Yeah. Which is like Gunner, um yeah. fucking young thug. Like so many rappers mm. have come out of Gwinnett County. Mm. And same as like Dade County in mm. Florida. You've got like Rick Ross. There's like a whole yeah. bunch of people that come out of Dade at like Walker Flock of Flame. And like <laughs> I've met a bunch of those mm. dudes and like fuck man, you you're in you're in and around those guys. There's like this crazy fucking bond that those guys have. And then you'll like you'll just be at a house in Gwinnett, Georgia, and across the road there's a black family that's like yeah. in the front yard and they're having a barbecue and they're singing and then you drive past the church and then they're all out the front and it's like mm-hmm. white people don't have that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We don't. Sorry. I go to motocross. Like nah. that's my you know what I mean? That's my version of that. And yeah. for me, like there is a, a part where it's like, I don't, it's like, yeah, it's fucking weird to talk about like, oh, I 
would like that but i kind of don't want to be marginalized and i don't Mm. i don't want the the history and i don't want to you know i get pulled over by the cops as a white dude in america and am scared Mm. i cannot imagine being black yeah people don't have the con like it's fucking scary like i've been in jail twice in america like i've been in some fucking heavy situations there and as a white dude it's scary as a black as a young fucking black kid nah man i don't want anything to do with that i think that's why you see like those um, like those amazing you know family households and like the community and how like housing when it comes to you know what you see um you know in on tv and movies and stuff or even a viewer's experience in person with people who are of color is because they build a unity because they are because of what they've been through you know and they have to stick together because they are constantly at risk to prejudice and that's the problem like even like you know asian people now after covid fuck yeah are totally on the firing line for fucking racism like white people in china yeah what i've got a lot of friends in china that are white and stuck there yeah and they've had to deal with like insane racism yeah it's been like an eye-opener for them to be yeah. like holy fuck this is like what a lot of people go through like yeah and have been through constantly yeah like i've got asian friends who are korean you know um who have been spat at now since covid on the street and they're born here and they've just been you know completely like put in a box for being asian for covid that's fucked up and like you think of like you know we all think we see like you know black culture and it's fucking incredible and it's so amazing and like you just feel so warm at your heart when you see like you know a gospel singer or someone like all the most amazing artists you can think of in history who are soul singers and everything like that and you think like their whole culture is built on oppression yeah and that's what they that that built that whole entire that is everything is built on oppression whereas white people we've just forever like scave through life just whatever you yeah. know we're, we're we're safe we're white people do we have culture not really but like you know um are we privileged enough to get to experience like the culture that has been built around us by communities based from oppression fuck yeah we are yeah um yeah but that's that's fucking true it's you know like because we as much as like it may not be a thing like I know for a fact I've experienced racism from people that I know that are right near me, like people who like to- like treat. It's uh, it's uh, this is actually such a fucking big thing for me at the moment when it comes to brands, right? And um, this is so goes back on the topic of people's intentions when they do something yeah. as far as like their image and protecting their image, right? That so, this was the problem that I had with the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, kill, this it this, fucking killed me. So I was over it. Oh, I I was. This is that's this is what I was talking about. The fucking when, Black Square, Blackout this, Tuesday. This is what out. I started having fights with people over and looking for arguments. This is where I became counterproductive because I was actually fighting people. I didn't touch it. I didn't speak. I on did. People, I did. People asked me. I got DMs from people being like, "Hey, man, like, are you gonna talk about this?" I'm like, oh. "Nope." So, I lived there. I lived there through Trayvon Martin. I yeah. lived there through. I lived there through some fucked up shit in America, and this was going on long before yeah. George Floyd. Totally, and no one gave a fuck. No, and it's like I get it that mm. something happens, and you need to that there should be a positive mm-hmm. movement forward. But like the way that 
the the division that's created the way that it's headlined the way that like there was no real leader for it there's mm. just the like the whole i was just like yeah everyone's cooking this this yeah. needs to blow over i'm not fucking speaking on it you yeah. everybody's missing the mark here totally. everybody well there was because there's like it's there's such an influencer and i hate it the culture here on the gold coast like there really is it's like a big group of fucking influencers and it's starting to become a thing it's so it's actually it infuriates me because like don't let it get to you it, even for <laughs> i did it did during the black lives matter movement because um for me fucking was, signs yeah and, uh, fuck off and it was the same people that mm. would like lecture people on staying home and yeah. wearing a mask mm. and then it's like okay wait so what am i am i supposed to stay home and wear a mask or am I supposed to make a sign and go and protest in the street with no mask? There was actually... The, the thing that got me the most about the protest is, like, for someone like me, like, who was so... Such an... I, I did go to the protest and I did hold a sign, but I didn't take one fucking photo. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, that was not for my rights to put on social media to put on some image for me to look like look at me like pro whatever because it's trending right now because that's where the world is and what the world is looking at there was actually and like i actually witnessed it with my own eyes a group of social lights i suppose you could say from the gold coast i won't say who but like i think i know who you're talking they about they they fucking they they hired a photographer to follow them around and take photos of them at the protest and I saw it with my own eyes and was like, who in the fuck is allowing this? And why are, I'm not, done. It, why are people not on top of this right now? And I watched those photos get published on fucking social media. Everyone's like, yes, uh, yes, yes, queen. queen. <laughs> yeah, you're killing it. <sighs> Thanks so much for being oh. using your platform for such a... Pa- I was like, you fucking sellouts. Like, how offensive. But yet, like, lately they're contradictive because... I feel like influence the culture. It can be so positive, but so dumb. Like so, they, they you give platforms to the dumbest people because they contradict themselves time and time again. And when they get caught out, they show their privilege by going, "You hurt my feelings now because you called me out for hurting your feelings and being ignorant. Now I'm hurt. Now you're bullying me." And it's like fuck off because you know like camilla with love like as a brand lately i don't know if you're aware of this recently on so if you think of indigenous um you know with with that in itself i'm sorry day is um actually on valentine's day so when the government chose to say i'm sorry did not at all make any difference there's a debt that will never be repaid to the indigenous community of australia based on like colonization genocide the stolen generation all of that still to this day and how they're treating in prisons like there's never going to be like a debt to repay them but there is an i'm sorry day sacred change the flag yeah that's what i reckon yeah 100 percent, and it's it's sacred to the indigenous community well Um, the the so sorry i'll just the weird thing with the flag is like the flag mm. wasn't even it was just like created by a fucking dude and it's like patented and it's like it's not really like an indigenous Mm. flag like the one that we see is indigenous flag Mm -hmm. so there's like a bit of weirdness kind of around that yeah but in the general sense i'm totally fine with like mm-hmm. let's have a flag that like looks like australia yeah. with like everyone involved yeah. in the decision and new zealand did an interesting thing it's actually fucking super interesting and i think that the sentiment is uh what's important in it is they actually 
came up with a, a they did a vote they had like i think six flags designed yeah and then they had a public like a referendum of yeah. of what they should make the flag and yeah. everybody ended up saying nah fuck let's just keep it yeah but i think the sentiment of like even for the government to say like no 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 let's do it let's change it let's mm-hmm. whatever in the end they ended up just keeping the same flag and everyone yeah. was cool with it but just that sentiment enough is you know as, as an apology a, a sorry or whatever like you know, that's one dude it's a prime minister it's not he's not speaking for the nation yeah you know what i'm saying but if you get like if you go okay we'll let's change flag let's everyone just let's fucking mm-hmm. collectively figure it out mm-hmm. because and hey maybe we make the wrong decision mm-hmm. because democracy is not perfect mm-hmm. there's still a fuck ton mm-hmm. of bad ideas out there but it's like at least the sentiment of like let's give everyone the choice and then let's see let's see where the chips fall you know yeah i think um for the uh, when it speaks of the flag though with the indigenous people i do personally believe i'm like look it was their land first you know yeah. so like for it, it is up to indigenous people to like have the decision to do so because it's their land like we colonization like we stole their land and put an australian flag and the union jack which represents the settlers that stole the land from the indigenous people in the first place so i think the union jack in general offends the indigenous and all our indigenous people so when it comes to i think the flag i think that's why they hold it so proudly because it's an association with the fucking and to me like you know to me it looks like australia yeah I'm a fucking white dude. Yeah. And I see that, I see the indigenous flag, like probably the most heavy thing that I, that like when I grew up in Cairns, mm-hmm. like we grew up, we're mm-hmm. constantly in Aboriginal communities totally and, and like be, yeah. all through, we spent a lot mm-hmm. of time in Cape York. And so I had a different upbringing in, mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say it all the time. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm trying to fucking justify it, but it was very impactful on me. Like yeah. it was a, there's a big part of my life. When I saw Kathy Freeman, win the 200 meter olympic gold medal and she had the the aboriginal flag that felt good yeah that felt right to me like i Mm. felt fucking awesome i felt super proud like that that and that's what um i try not to be super political and Mm. it's like i'm not saying i'm right i'm not take it forward this is just what i saw what i felt with my experiences growing up and i felt like that represented everybody yeah i felt like i felt like she was representing all of Australia. I'm white as fuck. Yeah. And I felt like I fell under that flag and I yeah. felt happy that that was being represented. Oh, fuck yeah. And I think that was like one of the most iconic things, you know, that's ever happened in Australian history. Fucking and it was so sick. And I think, you know, that, yeah, that will go down as like an unforgettable moment. And I think, you know, that goes with where we need to hold respect for Indigenous people and not be so fucking brainless that's what pissed me off with when it you know even on back on topic with this camilla with love thing when it comes oh yeah sorry so i derailed you there so what what happened with that so basically what has happened is when it comes to influencer culture that wanted to put themselves with their intentions to be anti-racist which is whatever what they've done is they've gone to Black Lives Matter protests, preach, preach, preach. They use like they're tokenized like a black model in all their campaigns since since then, just to make sure they're safe. Ticking the boxes. Safe, like okay, cool. We've got diversity. Cool. They can't come for us. Are your intentions there? No. It's just sort of like a must do now. Yeah. For yeah, you yeah. as a brand, and you yeah. can see what you're doing. It's very fucking transparent. And then you've got because 
so Camilla with Love, what she has had done is she created a whole new. What's their brand do? Oh, it's fucking garbage. It and can like, you, can you look it up, Camilla? So with love. Camilla with Love is basically. She is a designer. She's been around for ages and she's known for a caftan, which is basically essentially It's essentially like a moo-moo for a really rich woman in her middle. a middle. <laughs> like like you but. put it on. It's she actually culturally appropriates so many cultures it's not even funny. But she runs around saying that she picks and is inspired by culture for all her travels and she just runs right with her creativity based on inspiration through what she's seen and traveled. Fuck off. Yeah. You've stolen culture from people and you've capitalized off it. You've oversold like the the amount of money you've sold made by just selling these items from stealing from different cultures is unbelievable. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. But it's a spade, it's a spade. Like you've stolen these cultures from people and you've capitalized and you've more than exhausted how much you should have fucking made. Anyway, became super rich. Rich people become ignorant very quickly and yeah, very well, because entitled. because you live in a bubble. Totally. So what she has done is she goes, oh, okay, well, my whole market, my audience is middle-aged women with money. I need a... Can you find it on the lappy or is it did it flat? Oh, it went dead. So, but it's basically... It, it. It's just like rhinestones on a big old resort where outfit for rich middle-aged white women basically that's what it is like if you have to put it and she it's basically like it's always been racist because you know she steals off african culture and when it comes to like their what you know what they wear and you know even indian and like it's there's so many that she just combines any single culture she can steal steal at once put it on a fucking dress sell it for a million dollars and they're all wearing it to show that they've got wealth white people it's just from day one. So she's basically gone, oh, okay, well, I want to broaden my like horizons when it comes to my brand. I want to show versatility. I want to get the younger generation on board. So I'm going to invite every influencer that's trending at the moment in Queensland, which is the fucking epicenter of mm. influencers at the moment. Goldiewood. Absolutely. Goldiewood, Exactly. And she, on, on so- I'm Sorry Day, broadcasted her new collection and it was a Union Jack flag. And they all walked around wearing Union Jack flags. Did she have any black models? Or None. Mm. Not a single person of colour attended. What's the fucking train of thought there? Oh, ignorance. I've, there was none. And then, and then... <sighs> so, fucking hell. And the, so There's all, so many red flags there. So all the same people that attended this um, black, with the Black Matter, um, Lives Matter protest that were holding the signs of their hired photographers to make it on the Daily Mail to go, look at me, I'm an advocate. All those same people attended this fucking Camilla with Love party wearing Union Jack flags on I'm Sorry Day simple show of ignorance and then when Camilla goes oh shit oops oops I've fucked up in a big way and I've offended many many people in a really high way absolutely fucking valid from anyone who is indigenous to be so insulted by what she's done she her opening line for an apology that was never even an apology was to my dearest tribe that was her opening line to her apology that she actually she needs ne- someone in her team <sighs> she like she needs to do some better hiring it just sucks because that but again it's like fuck do we default 
to the easy thing, which is just to be fucking off it, or do we just go like, okay, how do we educate this bitch? But it was such a, it was she's an older woman, and and her way of saying it was like, I was just inspired by the punk movement of the seventies, the U, the United Kingdom, and vibes. yeah, Sex Pistols, and yeah. you know, she even tried to um pay reference to Prince, who was fucking American for Christ's sakes. So I'm like, you're just an idiot. Like yeah, you're just, it. you've you're just it. a straight up dumb idiot and she sort of knew better but i think she felt more entitled and went through try to do this whole like oh yeah if you if you so like if you meet if you fuck up and you meet it with denial mm. you're just stopping your growth but you it stop just, it, you're stopping you're stopping what needs to happen i think well i didn't care so much about what it did for her i'm like you're an old woman trying to be hip and cool like and you really missed the mark and you totally missed the brief altogether and yeah. you've offended many people so that's you as a whole but it was the people that got involved yeah, got on board her. because it's just the fucking. It just showed the generation in lack of growth and activism, and you know that is gonna exist now. Because I'm like, look at all the young people that did that and now did that. What a slap in the face! You showed support to Indigenous and Black people on people of color and all sorts you know by attending these protests and being advocates to now doing this it just shows such ignorance that still so exists and you're the people with the platforms right now and that is so fucking dangerous yeah 100%. it sucks yeah it fucking sucks the um the cultural appropriation thing's weird though right because the the dreadlocks mm-hmm. that's like a black thing right Dep- uh, braids yeah i think you know like again it's not really up to us as white people to really say but what but about the vikings yeah well that's what i mean so yeah. i think dreadlocks are a whole thing you know i i don't consider someone like well for me like if i'm wrong tell me but i don't consider dreadlocks to be culturally appropriating i think so so i think this comes back to what i was saying about like the n-word mm. it's all just intent mm. and you said it yourself even at the start mm-hmm. that like you can tell by someone's intentions yeah and it's like just from hearing the account of the camilla thing mm-hmm. then it's like that's just a fucking ignorant old white woman yeah that just like isn't up to the times and obviously there's no one in her circle like she hasn't hired well no you know what i mean like if you can make that like it seems very obvious to like not do that and then it's the same as the the influencers that run that campaign it's like okay so again there's like ignorance there you don't have people in Mm -hmm. your circle but i think about uh again like my upbringing was very different to what the like normal people is like i feel like i can have a different perspective so one of the things that i've definitely tried to do and fuck myself like i've spent all of my reading this year has been about australian history Mm -hmm. because like i don't know nowhere near enough no and when i lived in america i got like real deep in the american history and it's Mm -hmm. like it's a cultural thing like it's something they do yeah they really they're really going back it's always about the constitution it's yeah. always about the founding fathers it's always yeah. you're always going back and they know what happened there politics is huge yeah it's yeah and i don't want to get involved in the politics no, of yeah. it and and even it's not a popular it's probably not a popular thing but like even colonization of australia mm. hey the world got colonized yeah the dutch were fucked Mm. they fucked all of indonesia Mm -hmm. and i just read uh, mutiny on the bounty which is um it's a book about an english like william Bly. he was actually one of the first governors of australia Mm -hmm. but there uh he went to tahiti um and on his second trip back after the first one got fucked over by a mutiny he went back to tahiti it was like 10 years later 
and he was like oh white people fucked this up or like Europeans and not just white like we shouldn't say white people because you got the Spanish you got the Portuguese like you wouldn't say they're white I, I guess no. you know what I mean but like so Europeans Europeans fucked that and there was a guy that was the captain of a ship in the 1700s that could see right then that like Europeans fucked Tahiti it was mm. so beautiful so pristine they had this insane mm. monarchy and these crazy cut all gone they fucked yeah. it in 10 years mm. just from exposure but if you go back to those times and this is where it kind of relates back to um like colonization it was gonna happen yeah. and if it wasn't the english it was the dutch if yeah. it wasn't the dutch like the dutch actually i'm pretty sure it was either the dutch or the french but i'm pretty sure it was the dutch they had a flag in western australia australia was divided down the middle at one time the dutch owned the west and the english owned the east yeah so it's like all of it was gonna happen and it's completely unavoidable the way that and the irish were more the some of the most enslaved uh one of the most enslaved cultures of all time yeah you know so there's all these weird things throughout history that kind of what the picture that it paints is like hey the world was unknown there was no maps when some like when fucking captain cook hit land it was like i don't know what this is like i think this might be attached to timor mm. like they didn't know what the endeavor strait even was yeah. so there's so like when you have this real zoomed out context of it and that's what like my point in saying this isn't as a justification my point in saying this and this is why i want to learn more about history and this mm. is why i really want to get the picture is like cool this happened and if we're stuck on these details and we constantly are going over these same things and it's the it's these same issues that happened in this like tiny sphere on this island this particular place like there was a global picture that was taking place at the time and if you don't understand that global picture and let's say you you never have the english land Mm -hmm. well the dutch get it Mm -hmm. the japanese get it the germans get it and that it sounds bad to say Mm. but the thing is is that when you know that what you've got to do is then go okay the past is the past Mm -hmm. the future just needs to be better yeah and the way that the future is better is by understanding the past not getting stuck in any any realm of the past like we can't get stuck here we can't fight over things that you can't change now and it's like there has to be like this unity there has to be this thing that happened and and that has to be for fucking everything you know I think the problem is, is uh, like when it comes to like colonization and genocide, it's it's obviously a way of how the people were treated, um, the indigenous people when mm. they discovered the land um, and the people that lived on it. And I think that is the issue at hand is what, you know, the indigenous people fight for of their ancestors. I think the stolen generation as well and like slavery and like, you know, you hear about you know the rape that went on and like or just the, the the horror stories and the just the, it was just dehumanizing in general oh, like um so oh, i oh for the tv sorry oh i gotta get this um, that's plugged in to something that needs to stay plugged in but it's fucking so my bad yeah so I, what's that oh, okay yeah good idea good call ronan that's why you're on the big box mate <laughs> So I think, um, you know, so for that sort of stuff, when you hear the stories about like how it was so dehumanizing, yeah, um, it was basically animalistic in the way that they were treated. And then I think over time, 
as it grew, um, you know, for indigenous cultures everywhere. Um, you know, you look at it back as getting called, um, you know, super predators. That's what, you know, black people were called. Um, mm. You know, Hillary Clinton used to call people fucking super predators back in her heyday when she was married with her and Bill Clinton were in yeah, power. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but that was the norm. And they were Democrats for fuck's sake. And they were still calling you know shots for racism and you know biden himself he was a racist who said and who is now said the racism in america is yeah heavy absolutely and i think you know and that's australia as well and i think colonization was always going to happen but it was the slavery and oppression and stolen land yeah which is what the argument is based on and you know we can't argue the fact that the people and stigma attached to people who are angry and upset who are indigenous who aren't treated equally and who are still going through, you know, um, they weren't given the same opportunity, you know, um, as we as white people in Australia have. Like, Indigenous people have not been given the same... Well, to say that, women weren't even. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so they didn't have the same chance. And then we... You have people who put their stigma or stereotype Aboriginal people for their way of life or whatever it is and you know, look inside missions and things like that and it's yeah. heartbreaking because there's that you the government never gave them a fucking chance in hell completely to completely just um you know fit within society they've still divided indigenous to um you know white people and then they choose to put their nose up at indigenous people and not give them equal rights still but then say that they're sorry yeah like they never had a chance you know like it's kind of a cycle like you hear stories about in missionary areas in for indigenous people and they um you know that the in genetically they the consumption of alcohol shouldn't you know f- for different cultures shouldn't you know for indigenous people basically it affects differently yeah um so i i have friends of mine who are indigenous you know workers and they work in these missions and you hear stories that you know they uh, they're not in a non-alcohol free zone areas which is why they have these areas in particular because you know of the danger it can create within a household of indigenous yeah. homes and there's missions that aren't alcohol-free zones that are on payday. You know, the husbands go to the bottle shops, get drunk, and the wives and the kids get picked up in shuttle buses and taken to safety areas because mm. of the... You know, and these are real fucking stories that are happening today. The shit that I've seen. And they, they hide it. Up. And they hide it so much in the government and go, no, 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 we give them benefits and you can tick a box if you are... Yeah. A, you know, to say yes or no and we'll give you uh, benefits. Bullshit. Mm. Bullshit. You hide and you, you know, um, divide these communities and treat them like animals and it's fucking gross and it's toxic and even in prison environments you treat them differently. Like, and it's so still, uh, like, going on and the government tries to pretend it's not and like, no, 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 it's not, but it is. It truly is. And they blame... The Aboriginals for being angry. That's why that there's a divide between the Indigenous people and, you know, um, the government and white culture. But it's not. It's the government who's done it to them. Yeah. And people wonder why. Like, why is there a divide? So as more people need to become aware of like, the the chance they never got is yeah. why they're upset and yeah. they fucking should be. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and no, I totally agree with that. And I think that the there's just a hangover of bad ideas everywhere absolutely everywhere yeah so like the problem that the world has Mm. 
is people believing in bad ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, you know, we've kind of even said, is like people don't have control over where they were born and the family they were born into mm-hmm. and the culture that they were born into. And it's, it's like there's this fucking stream of humanity mm-hmm. and you're like born and plopped into this stream. Mm-hmm. And you might be in the fucking part of the river that's murky, disgusting, fucked up, you're... Uh, getting oppressed heavily you're you know in west africa and you're uh, a slave in a fucking diamond mine yeah like that's where you get plopped in the river mm-hmm. and you go that's all you know and you then adapt. over in this yeah. and then over this part of the river there's fucking white excellence mm-hmm. you know and you get born into a, a family of harvard parents with a bunch of money your dad's a successful surgeon your first car will be an amg mercedes mm-hmm. or you're a chick that gets born hot as fuck just super fucking hot and you never have to do any you know what i mean so like there's just all and there's these what culture has like this just hangover of fucked ideas Mm -hmm. like homophobia fucked Mm. idea Mm. racism fucked idea Mm -hmm. colonialism fucked idea Mm -hmm. there's all these ideas that were just dog shit yeah and right now the stream that we're in it's like you know you see like when it rains and everything goes fucking murky and it takes a while for like the river to get clear again yeah i just think that's fucking life Mm -hmm. and it sucks but you know for you to be able to be as fucking queer as you are and for me to like look up to you in that way and if you took a plane for 20 hours Mm -hmm. to a middle eastern country you'd be wearing a fucking letterbox yeah and that would be you know what i mean yeah so there is this insane progression that has taken place of just slowly and painfully eliminating fucking terrible ideas yeah and it's just such a process and i think that that it's like it's education it's celebrating the right people like I, I'm fucking so stoked to just like celebrate you as a person that should be yeah. celebrated. You're a person with great ideas. You're a person with great perspective. Your perspective on how you should treat everybody. Mm-hmm. Your perspective on how you should look at mental health. Your perspective mm-hmm. on the indigenous people. They're great ideas. Mm-hmm. They're ideas that need to be celebrated. They're ideas that yeah. need to be put forward. They're ideas that need to be uh, this like positive light that people can go towards. And slowly, it's surely more and more people start believing in good ideas Mm -hmm. and they start to rid themselves of the baggage of these old ideas Mm -hmm. and these fucking terrible ideas and there's there's people i know that still have fucked up ideas doesn't mean they're fucked up people but like man they've just they were born in the thick of this fucking weird place yeah with these weird ideas and they really didn't have and and like where do you get a better idea from yeah if you're just in it do you know what the great thing about this is what I love um, so much about the Borat movies, and I know it's such a weird thing, is that he is the most incredibly intelligent human being one of on the planet, and he is a true activist, and he makes these films to bring awareness to people of the reality of what evil still exists. He holds a mirror up to yeah, society. Yeah, that's literally what he does, yeah. and for he plays a character like Borat to go around especially in the US like you know the pinnacle and the fucking like epicenter of everything that we learn from the free world exactly 
and he shows the world, hey, this is the reality. If you think progression is happening, these are the fucking numbers that voted for evil and will continue to do so and who you are actually fighting against. Yeah. These are the people who exist. Yeah. And that's what I love most about his films because they're so fucked up. Yeah. And he's such a douche of a character that you can't help but love because you know what he's doing in reality. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think that's so important to continue to showcase people and it's such an obscure way to do it. Um, you know, like we can preach like good ideas, like you said, as much as you want and hopes that, you know, it's feeding, filtering through society going, oh yeah, you're right. That is a much better option than yeah. this. But sometimes people need to see hard truths yeah. to be like, fuck, that's so fucked. Like, Well, I think that in, you know, to put it back to you, like you being mm. so out there and like, the, the way that photo shoot that you did and you're fucking mm-hmm. like passion chicks and it's like this sexy <laughs> fucking thing that you're putting out like that is also a part of that you know yeah. like that you are spreading a good idea yeah the good idea in that is fuck these yeah. chicks should be able to do that shit that's actually like that's completely fine like it's a good idea that that you show that and it's yeah. like if you think that if it's jarring to hear me say that oh, just change the flag yeah. There's probably some bad ideas going on. Mm-hmm. And you should think about that. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you find something confronting and if, the, if like the OnlyFans is a good example. If you find mm-hmm. that confronting, there's probably some baggage that you've got that you're not even aware of that's like mm-hmm. a, a bad idea. Yeah. And I and and that's been one of my biggest things with doing this podcast and is just like let's fucking get some good ideas going. Like mm-hmm. and I'm open to updating all my ideas too like if my ideas are fucking wrong then let's let, let's have at it like get give me the good ideas because that is the the problem is it's just hangover of fucking dog shit ideas that are still floating around That's, and it's still that brown water like and shit's trying to clear up it's just a lot of people um forget it's like it takes a real person to put on someone else's hat Mm. and look through the eyes of other people and people just don't do that and it's a really simple thing and it's a simple task to do and it's the way I've been raised like I said that's where I was plucked in the household I was raised in is how on earth and I've never understood the um the mechanics on how a brain could work for someone to treat someone who is less fortunate than them like shit like mm. the special needs kids at school like that went to my school in particular were picked on my i never understood it's a bad idea do you know what i mean it's a bad idea and i was like how the fuck why are these kids picking on this poor girl her life's hard enough as it is her heart she's disadvantaged as it fucking is and her quality of life isn't on the same level as yours and won't be but you're gonna make it harder what the fuck fuck like do i never i never registered it and my mom and my dad always raised me to be like that is absolutely wrong what Mm. the fuck you know and but even in media and movies they were shown just so many films about special needs people and big hearts and like how you've been empathist to people who you want to guide but the fact that there's still people that picked on them dog shirt ears i was like how the fuck do people's brains work this way and it's like always it's it's sort of a cycle that i've now adapted to understanding that's never going to end they're still going to exist they're always going to mm. exist and it's always going to come from because a the goal co- the goal post will shift yeah so like the freedom that you have right now is like an you have an insane amount of freedom to be a queer yeah. person yeah but it's like it's not perfect mm-hmm. and that that's like a 
that's like a uh it's like a bug and a feature mm-hmm. of the human brain mm-hmm. it's a bug in the sense that people aren't ever happy exactly where they're at but it's a feature in that if your life's fucked you can make it better because you want mm-hmm. to you see the need to make things better so like yeah. we really have to balance that and i think that the ultimate way you do it is to like fully take stock of like you start with gratitude and yeah. you start with counting your blessings no matter what situation you're in yeah and then you try and move forward you know that's why people always need to check their privilege it's like i've said it from the start is check your fucking privilege like i'm a privileged queer person because i'm white for one my parents you're in australia yeah i'm in australia my parents as hard as it was to convince them i was queer they weren't homophobic like that was a downfall that i did have as a queer person but now as an adult they're accepting like i'm a privileged queer person what about the queer people in the middle east who would get you know stoned in today's culture for being their authentic self and never get to live their one life the way they want to it's very rare Mm. like you gotta everyone needs to check their privilege and if you can check your privilege and still act accordingly like a cunt and a punk like yuck like yeah. what 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 place do you have for society but then also if you go full circle they're the people that will never really make an impact on the world other than negative and will be forgotten after the dead mm. you know what i mean so it's kind of like meh like you fucked up a lot of people and damaged a lot of people which you shouldn't have but at the end of the day people won't know who you are once you're dead Mm. other than that evil cunt that shouldn't have probably existed in the first place (laughs) like realistically like if you bring you give back what you give to others yeah yeah. and like that's how you're always going to be perceived so i mean look like if you're an evil piece of shit with bad intentions and you know you don't want it you have don't want the world to be a better place and you're not willing to fight for equality or you care about others even if it doesn't affect you or to be an ally and you just pave through life going i'm white straight and i don't care and i'm i don't care about what happens to the other people who may not fit that you know norm like that that's just the problem i think people just like allowed turn a blind eye to shit because it doesn't affect them and that's again another dog shit idea Mm. it's a dumb idea to go like this like put your hand over your eyes <laughs> and there's so much good shit out there if you just like open your mind to it there's like totally like weird fucking wacky fucked up shit that actually does have quite a lot of beauty in it my life is so fun because i, I fucking <laughs> bet <laughs> my life is so fun because it's different and yeah. it's just like well i think i was thinking about this before i, I didn't bring it up but like you think about sex, right? Mm-hmm. Guy, girl, it's kind of easy. The options yeah. are laid out. Every dude that's been in a relationship with this chick puts in some fucking hero efforts mm-hmm. for the first few months. And then after a while, you just have the same fucking sex. You know how to make your chick come. You yeah. fucking, you do, she does, all good. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's so safe. It's so, that's laid <laughs> out. It's just right there. 
the shit that I'm sure that you would be doing is like quite adventurous and quite yeah. that you've got to think outside the box. You're like a different person with like this different shit going on. It's like it's such you'd a- have to fucking find some cool, fun shit to do. Yeah, it's a point to prove. But especially I, went, I reckon I went through all of 2018 to 19 proving to straight women that my dick's bigger than every guy they've ever been with. Like <laughs> that's literally how I spent those two years of my life. I was like, I'll show you. Like, and I did and I have my ego and I was that I was that guy I played the dude like and I had fucking fun I'm not gonna lie I didn't offend anyone I didn't tell lies I didn't like tell sweet nothings like dudes tend to do to females these days that I hear about I'm like this is what's up this is what's happening like I'll that's that's it and I had so much fun so my life's been fun in that aspect but like it's obviously had its obstacles but yeah I've definitely had it's so much more fun if you're yourself and you're not sorry for it and you're not a piece of shit mm. and you're obnoxious about being yourself, which I try and be as much as I can. It's so fun. Like you have so much fun because like you make people feel people who are shit feel uncomfortable. And I love that. Mm. I love making people. That's what I was saying. It's like any of that negativity is often a, a very, very clear reflection of people's insecurities. I love it. And it's really fun to play on that. If I love you can it. be like, I see what's going on here. I love it. You're a fuck boy and you're scared. It's like my guilty pleasure. making yeah. shitty people feel uncomfortable. Like I fucking live for it. And it's like, I do it so often. But at the end of the day, like I'm doing them a service in a way of sort of showing them you know what i think that too sometimes yeah i try so hard not to do it like (laughs) i had this dude uh like an old guy there was like he was like in his fucking late 40s and he was like a little kind of guy there was a dispute that come up and he got in my face and i was just like buddy you're fucking old and you're small and i'll fucking destroy you yeah i don't want to do it I don't even, I feel uncomfortable telling you about it because it kind of goes against my nature. Yeah. But God damn, you just got to know. You gotta- Some people, you just got to fucking tell them <laughs> to their face in front of their wife that you're old and you're small Literally. and you actually shouldn't be doing this purely for your good. This sucks in the moment for you. This makes me feel like a piece of shit. But I just hope that you're going to go away from this and go, you know what? I fucking probably just shouldn't charge up to young dudes that are way bigger than me and without even knowing the fact that they fucking train every single day to choke people like there's some like weird luck involved in that and you almost got fucked up by it you know and i just and i hope i was like he fucking needs to hear that like that's actually a good thing for him he might not think it now but it's it's a good thing fun i had this one guy who was really homophobic to me for a lot of years he went to my school and he used to call me a dyke he used to say so much shit to me and he, I'm, my sexuality made him so uncomfortable. Like, it really did. And it was... He was probably super gay. No, he's not. <laughs> which I thought too, but he's not. He's got a fucking wife now. And, that doesn't mean he's not gay. And, oh, well, that's true. Um, but he... He basically made my life misery because he was just so homophobic and he just hated the fact that I was not you know a lesbian that like he could sexualize i was like a lesbian mm. that used to beat up boys and had short hair and like whatever he didn't see him porn he just was just a di- he was just a general douche he was showing off in front of his friends and whatever and he dated this girl and then they were together please tell me you fucked her i absolutely fucked her <laughs> and i absolutely did and i made sure he found out about it and i got it i calculated it so it went through the grapevine and then i saw him one day and i literally just gave him like this look and he knew and he just like 
fuck you. Like, <laughs> and it was the best thing. Do you know, the only reason I fucked her anyway was because to get back at him. Mm. We have nothing in common, me and this female. The sex was average. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. And, like, we're still homies now. And, like, I'll say, hey, if I ever see her on the street. But, like, I didn't want to date her after that. It was purely for what it was. I was being a petty cunt and I didn't care. And I loved every minute of it. It was worth it to me. And still I see this guy around and I'm just like, hey. Fuck your bitch. Yeah. I fucked your bitch. (laughs) Hey. And I'll do the same thing given any opportunity moving forward. Fucking love that for you. Yeah, I loved it for me too. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. I loved it. Well, we just, I've almost done three hours. Yep. Shout out some of the shit you got going on fact volumes yeah shout it all out tell people what you're up to what are you up to um at this stage obviously i have my brand called facts volumes um the idea is volume one as as its baby volume and it's um surrounded around mental health borderline personality disorder in particular um volume two is always a surprise the whole plan is to not know or have people want to know or never know what to expect so i have it in the works at the moment and it it will catch you by surprise but basically it's a clothing label it's loud it's obnoxious it's rad quality is epic um has a message behind everything that i do and then yeah hopefully more like podcasts um if you ever get bored just check my highlights i talk utter garbage on the internet so yeah, that's basically <laughs> at this stage. I have fucking love talking to you. Yeah, same here. Honestly, it's yeah. been so so good. Yeah, I'm so glad we made it happen. Yeah, and I definitely want to do this again. Totally. I'd love to just get fucking drunk and, oh, and smoke we some weed and just listen to you just carry on about <laughs> like fucking bulk bitches. We could. <laughs> so fun we could. We ha- I have a whole other three hours already. Oh no, I know. <laughs> so like, don't spill that shit on any other podcast. I will not. I will not. This let's, is an exclusive. Yeah, let's fucking let's do it again. Because I had an absolute ball. Ronan, did you learn anything today? You little eighteen-year-old baby, you was it eye-opening? Yeah, I did some which is good. Oh, cute. Good work, mate. Fucking. So did Hurley. So did Hurley. Wild, wild combo. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, honestly, absolutely love it. I've, man, yeah. I fucking was in tears when you were talking about that shit. I too. know. Was, I could see, and yeah. I was like, I was like, no, you <laughs> know, I've done it. I've done it. Nah, but. Yeah, it's good. It's good to feel that shit. Yeah. It's good to feel somebody else's pain. Yeah. And people should maybe, like, try to have that level of empathy for mm. people because it fucking helps. Yeah. <laughs> it helps out. You know, it helps out other person. It helps for you to go forward yeah. and to, to pra- like, to, you know, practice having that level of empathy for people, I think, can yeah. only be a good thing. And, um, yeah, it fucking sucks what you had to go through. And right. we didn't even really get to unpack a lot of it. Um, we sort of started talking about other shit, but yeah, we to turn to turn what happened to you into this mm. r- right here mm. in front of me now is just, I, like I said it before, it's just fucking powerful. <laughs> and, like, you should be proud of it. Yeah. And it's super inspiring. And don't just limit yourself to wanting to s- inspire people about, you know, uh, mental health or... Yeah. Um, being queer like fucking you can inspire everybody yeah and and i'm excited to watch what you do that's the goal yeah but no it's been sick it's um 
yeah, it's definitely an opportunity I'm glad I got to do because, like, yeah, like, the more I speak about it, the more I open the eyes to people that really this stuff exists. Yeah. Like, shit happens and people need to be recognized. And, again, there's power numbers. It's the yeah. biggest thing I say. Yeah. So. I got so much love for you. <laughs> Thanks so much. You too. Thank you. Done. You. That was fucking unreal thank you so much no thank you that was so